This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Chaos Club Digital. Chaos Club is a music-based company with a commitment to artist development who also specialize in content creation, creative direction, and branding. They have just released a new song by Kellen called Slow It Down. You can stream it on Apple Music or Spotify today. Here's a small sample. For more information on their artist, please visit them at chaosclubdigital.com. Oh, you have you didn't even click record yet? I just did. Okay, we're live. Anyways, um, we are live. Yeah. Hello, welcome, everybody. welcome. Episode welcome. thirty. XXX. Hi, Aki. Episode Schmidt. thirty. Matthew B. Schmidt is PNC. in the fucking house. Yeah, can we like? We need an order here. Yeah, you, you, you usually start Hello, it. and welcome back to a new episode <laughs> of Post Not Clarity. Today, we have the excellent and, may I say, quite handsome oh, thank you. Matthew B. Schmidt in thank the fucking house. Well, Matt, he says that to every guest, so I don't take don't, it. Don't fucking it. tell him. Why would you tell him that? Well, I'm, I'm trying to get late. I'm his it's friend. Friday night. And I've known Matty forever. I, I don't want to. Stupid ass. Thank you for that. having me, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And... and People that know me call me Maddie, so call me Maddie. Do you mind if I call you Maddie? Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, over oh, there you oh, go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got there track. quick. Do you think how long it took me to call him Aki? What, you didn't let him call you Aki? I think it was I like know. half a minute. I don't think people know my real name, to be honest with you. He like You're almost late. did a few times. He's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> What's your real name? Akio is my real name. You know no that. Way. Shut the fuck up. No fucking way. You joking right now? Does he oh, actually not know this? I don't know. It's hard to read him. Your name in my phone is Akio with a heart. Oh, wow. And it, now it's going to be Maddie with a heart. And now it's going to be Maddie with a heart. And it was Luca with a heart last week. But I have week. to say, it's the old heart, like the V and the okay. three. I'm Is like, that because okay. we're a bit older? Exactly. Wow. Thank you. Wow. We're already understanding each other. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. It's so nice it's to so have good. this moment. I know. Are you jealous? A little. Great. <laughs> it's working. Okay. So you guys were telling me how this started. Yes. And the origins of this. Well, well Nolan so was telling his version. My version of the story. <laughs> which is the right version of the story. Always. Um, in the beginning of quarantine, I was like mm -hmm. posting a lot on my Instagram, being like, oh my God, I miss working out in the nightclubs and like dancing and all this, like, you know, just replaying a whole bunch of like cool memories yeah. that I had posted on my Instagram. And then I had asked, like, you know that feature where you can ask people or people can ask you questions? So my girlfriend, we were like FaceTiming and she, we were just joking about having a podcast and just like releasing all the tea of Vancouver that we know of. Because she was like dating one of our bouncers and wanted to like you know you know yeah. how it is, and so she had like sent me a question and was like, "Hey, when are we starting a podcast?" And I replied to it on my story, being like, "Oh, like you know, we're gonna do it this week. Let's fucking kill it, right?" Just something, just like another run of the mill story. I was not even thinking twice about it. And then this man over here was like, "Yo, you serious? You actually want to do that?" <laughs> and I was I like. I think I think I said something a little more harsh. I'm like, you shouldn't do it with those people. Do it with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not so, not so subtle. Who were those people? We're not naming I, names. I don't Just know. my girlfriends. Okay. And yeah, so he says that. Like, you really want this to happen? And, or and not? this is when Akio signed you <laughs> and was like, pretty much, I'm gonna make you a star. <laughs> and what's funny is before this, my girlfriends had sent me like a. We made a Google Docs of all the topics that we'd have, ooh. and like, ooh, if they hear this, it'd be really shady. So if you guys are listening, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm probably gonna be like your most boring guest ever this no is like never <laughs> never so i took that google doc okay. and i sent it to akio and i was like these are our ideas 
And he was like, yeah, I'm fucking sold. It's How great. long ago was this? Because the room I'm sitting in right now is like so pro, all this equipment. Oh, no, that's, this sorry. Is, that's well, a bit of more of a backstory. We built it ourselves. Yeah. No, that's okay. a lie, straight lie. We built it ourselves. And also to correct, his, when he sent me that Google Doc, which is true, he sent it to me. <laughs> I looked at him, I like, guess these topics are trash. We can uh, keep so a couple. What the <laughs> he had notes. What the fuck? What the fuck? He had notes for you. I was okay. joking. We have to, you know, we obviously, we, we work well together. Everyone we, needs a good co-producer. We're, we're very similar, and but we're also, you know, quite a bit different. I'm like twice his age almost. You know, we have different, you know. It's Does like it feel difference. like he's twice your age? Because I feel like Aki's pretty young at heart. Like he's, yeah, he's kind of a immature. mystical figure of... How old do you think he is? Well, if when you, I if first you didn't know met, when I first met Aki, I was really, really intimidated. I remember like really? sitting with him and Paul and um, like talking about some business stuff, and mm. I was just so intimidated because like, whoa! I remember texting him, being like, "Hey, like, whoa. I'm running <laughs> like a little bit late. Like, I'm so sorry for being late. Like, you know, like trying to make a good impression." Yeah. And then now I'm like, "Fuck this guy!" You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds God. about right. Like, you know, I have did, that kind of. Did he have his notebook out the first time in the meeting? I believe so. Did he take oh, his little notes? Actually, got my first time right I met him, he, he tried to give me his like sweaty hat because I said I liked his hat. And he's like, here, you can have it. I'm like, I'm not going to have your sweaty hat. You nice, that's, that's a nice, nice gesture. gesture, though. Exactly. Yeah, but, like, Thank you, Matthew. Give me a new one. Like, he what likes, the fuck? He give, signs he, it with see? a Sharpie. He's like, stay in school. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you see what's wrong with the youth of today? Like, I try to do something nice and he's cool, like, no, this isn't good enough. Give me a new one. Why the fuck would I want your sweaty old ass hat? I've given worse things to people who like a girl. I gave a girl. No, 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 no. I gave a girl one of my rugby socks once. And she was very, and very good for her. About and I'm happy about it. I bet you she thought, oh, maybe I could sell this on eBay. She probably sold it for $3. Well, I don't. Not, <laughs> what she does with my shit is after the fact, it's not my business. Like, oh, I got some rugby player sock. It's probably going to be worth <sighs> like crazy money. There's three bids on eBay from the <laughs> yeah. lower mainland. Two of them are from one's me, one's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> one's Maddie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but I think, you know, I think we work well. And I think Matthew and I have worked together in the past. And I think. It's very similar. We have a lot of things in common, and we do have some, you know, our synergies are good because, like, my weaknesses are his strengths and, and vice versa, yeah. and, and same with you. So I think that's really a, a big thing in the workplace and in our relationships. You kind of have to, like, balance each other and mm-hmm. kind of, like, you know, make I sure. I agree. I didn't take I'm the I'm the socks. mature one in <laughs> our relationship. <laughs> you would you say? Keep him. I'm the mature one. You're the mature one? Yeah. I keep him grounded. I was going to ask. You just said that, like, you know, you guys used to work together. Yeah. Now we work together. Correct. Are you kind of jealous that I have him now? Or no, here we go. Oh, no, Maddie? take him, take him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's done with me. He's done with me, bro. He's he's moved on to bigger and better things, man. Well, let's get my, into my it. My move on was like a process too. Yeah, and and I and I've, I feel like I've always been one of those dudes who always had a couple different projects at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. You put and the mic a little bounce around. Closer. Make sure it's better. Yeah, way better. Um, oh yeah, that sounds good. So I feel like and and Aki could probably speak to this better, but like I had started working on other things that were deeply passionate for yeah. me like right. I've, I've wanted to make movies my whole life okay. but it's such an ephemeral industry where it Does comes and goes yeah. <laughs> yeah no he didn't <laughs> and we're done um, <laughs> that's right <laughs> Aki you said this is gonna be chill yeah. um uh no but like towards the end of it I mean I was still in the hospitality space and mm-hmm. I and I really liked it and enjoyed it but I felt like I was kind of changing my priorities changed in life and and I still had stuff going but it, the I wasn't as present and as there and as right. grinding as I once was back in the day. Totally. And I think that definitely, you could probably feel it on your end. You know yeah, what I mean? mean we, every, we still did grew. some great stuff we, yeah, toward, towards the end okay, well, of it. How but, long uh, ago? Well, let's, how let's long start, we let's start at the let's beginning. Start, let's, yeah, let's. Yeah. You, I got, as someone like you, Nolan, I think you could take a lot of notes from this 
chat we're about to have because Maddie was like the one of the OG promoters back in the day. Oh, okay. And I don't want to misquote this, but I believe your like one of your first gigs in uh, the industry was at Republic. Oh, I'll, t- I'll take you way back. I'll take, take you farther back. than that yeah, if yeah. you want. So, Nolan, how old are you? I'm 22. Okay, and you grew up in Vancouver. I did. So, what were the first couple spots you went to when you started going out? In Republic. Republic was my first spot. Like when I was 19, One night, the Sunday day nights? I, ce- I celebrated my uh, 19th birthday at Republic. Okay, so yeah. like, what year was that? Like three uh, years ago. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> For why are you laughing? Because we're like, old. It's like, we're, okay, so so you were going to Republic. Where else did you go? Um, I went to Mirage in Surrey. Okay, like, I, I had my like downtown phase. I'd go to. Um, Republic, I would go to, I went to Caprice once, I went to, i actually never been to Venue, not going there. Um, Ooh, oh, <laughs> throwing shade. And then I'd go to um, a bar on Junc- called Junction on Davey okay. um, a lot, which... It's a nice place. And, 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 and Aki, what were the first couple spots you oh, went man, to? I don't even remember. When like, you first fuck. started going out. I went to a Richards strip on club Richards? on the island. Yeah, Richards on Richards was up there. <laughs> Ginger Fuck 62. Me. The guest list yeah, was Ginger a tablet. A stone tablet. Yeah, was like pretty much. <laughs> it's in a cave. Your spot, Barcelona, I went to a few times. I can't, like, fuck. That was so, like, to be honest, it was 20 plus years ago. So yeah. Wait. It, it's a little hard for me to remember. You went to his spot when you were well, yeah, first we'll coming? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. How long have you been in the game? How old are you? Sit back, Nolan. Okay. We're going to get into this. This, this learn. I'm putting this is, I think, my first own. podcast ever. <laughs> um, so when I first started going out, I can remember taking uh, my older brother's ID and going to, I remember G-Man and Risk had, was it Grande Wednesdays? Where at, at, was that? It was on Water Street in okay. Gastown back in the day. So, so the Fortune Guys. They, they had that. Reference. Say that one The more Fortune time. Guys. For your they reference. owned, what's this thing called? What's this place called? <laughs> they, well, they were promoters before. Oh, okay. Okay. So G-Man's. same kind of model where, where they would start a night and they'd create a brand. They'd have all the DJs. Right. Drive traffic. And take the take the door or whatever. But these guys became so powerful as promoters, and they had these huge nights. Like, was it plush? It was a big, oh. big up Saturdays yeah. they had. I heard of big and, up Saturdays. And yeah. these dudes were like the dudes, and and I really looked up to them as entrepreneurs too, because it's like they, you know, uh, G Man had livestock, and they were creating brands, and the DJs would wear the T shirts and things, and it branched out culturally than just you know selling a cover charge at a door yeah. and nightclubs but i can remember going there as a kid and and thinking that was <clears> really <throat> fucking cool and uh shine was really popular in gas yeah on the i remember shine, there. yeah yeah you it's walk a coffee down shop stairs. i believe that's like when a life was still there yeah and and nate sabine A-Life? and those dudes this is like old school you're like is in a life a person or two. a place no it's like picture like pre-supreme hype beastie stuff uh, okay. of like of like that streetwear culture right um, that was starting getting cool. So those were the places I was going to. So like my journey, I was always one of those kids who had like four different jobs. <laughs> and I, I worked at a community center in the day and I was a bus boy at night. So I was a busser at these other places. So I'm like 19. And uh, I remember being a bus boy at the Shark Club on Georgia Street. And I remember seeing this one dude who was like <clears throat> packed crowd around him in the corner, getting shots, buying people drinks. He was the dude, everyone knew him. And at the end of the night, he didn't pay. Me. He didn't pay for his bill. Just this was your grandfather. <laughs> You're about to learn something. Um, and I remember him counting a bunch of money at the end of the night with the GM. And I'm like, what the fuck does that guy do? And they're like, oh, he's the promoter. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, he brought everybody. Yeah. And I was like, I can do that. I'm 19. I'm like, you know, making whatever I am from being a busboy. And this is the days where you have like the big ass gray bin, and you have to. <laughs> shimmy through the crowd holding it above your head like one shoulder is messed up and 
um, they, I remember the GM there is a dude named uh, Tim, old school guy, and he gave me a Thursday. So I had half the door and 100% of pre-sold tickets. Remember you get those club yeah. zone ones that yeah, come yeah, on the yeah, big yeah. strip. And you so that's your first kind of This is my first night, so it was job. a one-off. Yeah. It was a one-off. And I had all these other jobs, too. Like, I was like, it was crazy. And people would see me at my day job. They would they would know me from a from a, a club. Right. Or people would see me at a club. They would know me from the community center. Or people, and they'd be like, what? Do you have a twin brother? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was just hustling. Who is this guy? Fuck. And, uh, and, and yeah, what was I the had, venue? It was Shark Club. Shark Club. Okay. On Georgia Still Street. There. And um, Shark Club, it's like right next to Rogers Arena. It's like sports bar. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. It's sports bar, but they would they would have nights, and they would have it was a big venue, so it would hold a lot of people. Right. And I put together this this one off night, and I just you know contacted everyone I knew, and I had people bring groups of people and birthdays and whatever, and I think we did like. 300 heads through the door or something wow. like it was like bonkers but i had a bunch of other people like selling pre-sold tickets and like you know i'd break them off yeah, and do like a commission thing right. exactly exactly you on know. your first <laughs> night or you're, that... you're gonna get x amount of drink tickets yeah. i had a little ledger like a handwritten ledger on and, your first night or yeah. did you have that like bro with you did you learn that how was to do the first that one on? that was the first oh. one and i just but i've always been super entrepreneurial that's a good right. question i didn't just walk into that like i threw in high school, I did like our pre-grad parties and, and we'd throw like keggers or things or, you know, I was always super entrepreneurial. So it just made sense for you to kind of. Well, I was just like, this is a good way to make money at something I think I could do well at. I think right. I could bring a bunch of people here and I think I could be cool. And I, and I had my friends were the DJs. My other buddy took photos, my, you know, and this is just around like Facebook was popping. MySpace was kind of done, but mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't even around there. No, right. But creating an event on <coughs> Facebook and inviting people was like somewhat huge it was like a big thing at the very start of like are you attending or are you not attending <laughs> and if you saw the like whatever 40 cool kids or hot girls or whoever it is that are like the early adopters saying attending then it was kind of on and popping you had some good momentum or whatever right so from there i think it was i think dax dorsey or or one of the greeks approached me to do a one-off at caprice okay and i did a thursday night there and crushed it and and um and that would be a big jump would it not be oh, from Campbell like going from like oh yeah that going from like a like a pub type of vibe oh. to a, a club on oh. granville street but nolan back in the day i know granville street is not what it used to be but back in the day granville <laughs> oh, yeah. was, was a thing it was, was big. the spot it, it was, was big strip. it was big and i think at this point i'm like 20 or 21 oh, and it. um and yeah so we had so and their thing was like you can't bring your own DJs. You got to use our in-house guy who it was Daryl O. Okay. Remember Daryl O? Yeah, I remember him. Amazing guy. Yeah. And, and we're still friends to this day. He works in tech. Um, he, he works at Slack in LA. And um, he was a DJ. And I got to meet all these other people. And it's, you know, I'm sure as you guys know, it's just a network effect. And you kind totally. of, you know, the, the tentacles spread and you meet different people and different whatever. <laughs> Tentacle. <laughs> no one loves yeah, he's flowers. a mature one he's a mature one <laughs> um obviously so yeah it was a it was a, a few one-offs at caprice and that's i think when caprice first opened and they were kind of strict with their dress code and stuff and then nate sabine reached out to me and he was working with jd and paul and yeah. the donnelly guys yeah. and they said how would you like to do a weekly night at republic and I was like, geez, I don't know if I could do this every week. It's kind of exhausting. So I put a lot of energy into doing a once a month thing. It's fucking exhausting. But I was doing this once a month thing and I was kind of like, geez, I'm kind of making more from this one night than I am with a regular job or two right. other regular jobs. I didn't quit them though. I kept working. Um, 
But I would meet other people at those other spots that I would just invite. Like, hey, are you coming? Are you coming? Coming to what? My That's night, how it starts, you know? right? Yeah. Fuck. Um, and then, so then I did the Wednesday nights at Republic, uh, which were called Blend Wednesdays. That was a thing, Wednesday nights? Yeah. So, oh, so that's a good crazy question. Time. So, so, crazy time. Crazy time. So when Fuck. they first opened it, it was way more supper clubby. And, Republic? And, yeah, and it had a food program. There's a kitchen in the back on, in the upstairs. No. But their license was really weird where you couldn't, people from downstairs couldn't go upstairs, people from upstairs couldn't go downstairs. Do you remember that? So I how do you separate that? A little bit. Where they, yeah, so it was, it was bizarro. And, and was there like dinner tables? Like, do people eat in there? For, dude, they reno that space so many so different times. So many times. That really? Republic has been the Queen's Republic, the Annex. Like, oh. But it always had, like, it was always packed from day one. Yeah. And it, it was a really great kind of flagship Spot. property for them. Yeah, I believe Republic was the first place to bring in bottle service to Vancouver. Probably. Uh, and was Republic part of Donnelly at this time? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And that was a brand new bill, too, because it's like a lot of places. Clubs are like, oh, it's it's now this. It used to be that, and it right. used to be that, or that because you just reno these spaces because that's where it had this um, grandfathered liquor license, and there's a moratorium on them, so you couldn't have them. And back then, there was liquor primaries and food primaries, and it was very different. Right. So to buy a liquor primary was really expensive at the time, and they're very scarce, and it was kind of controlled by a few small groups of people. Right. And that all changed down the road with Cactus Club and Joey's because you could open up what's called a lounge endorsement, which is like a certain 20%, 30% of your seats could be like a liquor primary. And we kind of exploited that a little bit with, with house guests. So right. I had, so, so back to Republic, I had the Wednesday night there. Um, the music format in the main room uh, was, was a guy named Kenya, amazing DJ, great guy. Um, and it was a little bit more like dance music, hip hop. Um, and then in the, the room upstairs, the balcony, we got a little more creative with it. And uh, I, you're talking I, about the annex room. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, and I think they just, I think they just called it the patio back then. And we used to it open, was a patio. Open up the windows, and it would be open. Oh, it was bitch. it was crazy, like Dude. a garage door style, right? Oh, should have been there, Nolan. You're you're ten Fuck. years too young. Yeah. Should have talked to my parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they fucking dropped the ball. <laughs> but then from there, like he saw it from well, a stroller and he yeah. wheeled by. My brother used to go. This looks so. Nice like my brother there. had those times, but fuck, I wasn't. Yeah. Was your yeah. brother ten, like how much older? It's like thirty-seven. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, like this, like why I'm kind of being joking, but half serious, like what he's done in the industry from like being a bus boy to promoter at, to at a pub to a promoter at a really big nightclub to being a promoter at one of the biggest nightclubs. And then from there, is it Barcelona? Thanks, is it your next, yeah. is that your next thing? Yeah. So I had the Wednesdays for a while. So that was like a couple years and, and it was, um, really lucrative for me. And were I, you and doing those, them. were you part of those like, um, radio commercials? Mm. I remember like, Donnelly Nightclub. Yeah, dude. The Vanilla Room at Donnelly Nightclub. Like on the beat, 94.5. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I want to go Donnelly Nightclub. Like, what the yeah. fuck's that? And they would hire, like, a, a British girl Yeah, and I was like, where's this sounded, British lady? sounded more posh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, their, their Friday, Saturday was insane. Their Thursday was really good. And it was, like, Trevor Risk and a lot of the Fast Life guys. And then, then the Sunday came, and the Sunday is just so culturally important for Vancouver. And it's a, an amazing night that ran totally. forever and ever and ever. Um, and, and Rico and all those guys did such a great job of that. But the Wednesday was always like the... Was it always Reggae Sunday? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, from Longest the, standing from night the in the city. Damn. Yeah, from what favorite. I understand. And it was such a great so industry night. fucking fun. Yeah. It'll so come back good. eventually somewhere else. But oh, yeah. yeah. Back. We'll bring it to... Uh, I'll, talk, I'll tell you about it. We'll do there. reggae episodes. Sun, Sunday, was, <laughs> Sunday was one of those nights, though, like you would walk in and it just 
felt like it was palpable. You were, it felt fucking cool and special yeah. and cultural. And, and it wasn't just a night. It wasn't just slammed together. Yeah. Like it was, it was just consistent. So what we tried to do on the patio was something a little different. And it, we were working with, um, Marlon English and Pat. Good friend of mine, Marlon. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they started, they were like, you know what we want to do? We just want to play R and B slow music and some old school jams and kind of all over the place. So it was almost like this little incubator for playing around with what later became Slow Jam Sundays. And uh, Are you part of that? No, I'm not. Okay, okay, I'm not, you. but I'm a huge just fan of a it. lesson in how it turned oh. into the They were, they were just like, you know, we have a smaller room. We don't have to play top 40. Let's just play stuff you wouldn't normally hear in a big room mm. format. But then later it's like, play in a big room and it still bumps and it's still amazing. So fun. And I remember the Wednesday night, I remember like... Um, Nina Mendoza, like just playing around on the tables and starting to DJ. She was working at Dip at the time with Martini. Um, so I brought the Wednesdays were a long time going. And then uh, at 26, um, a few people were gearing up to buy, it was called Crush Champagne Lounge. And I think it, it was at the other end That's of Grand Bowl. It it's now okay. called Aura. And it was that big? Uh, the well, champagne room? Well, yeah, the pretty it was big. just, it was the name of it before. Like gotcha. it was, they just, it was crush. Yeah. But it was like, it, they try to give it a different name. I don't know. Crush. So anyway, so like these, the, these, a crazy group of people, other promoters, their house, their format was more like house music and dance music. It was, uh, Alan Goodall, D-Rock. And, uh, they were putting together some capital to buy this room, reno it and create something new. And they invited me to be a partner in it, which was a first for me. So I was 26 and I knew I could drive a bunch of traffic there. They knew I could drive a bunch of traffic there. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, whoa, this would be, you know, but it's, it's different when, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want to be an owner. That's the next step. I want to own a club. I want to own a club. But there were so many other headaches to that of carrying costs and payroll and and burn rate and insurance and, you know, the slow season, like as a promoter, your, your, your burn rate, your overhead's so low and you're just like walking out of there with cash. It's always, always good times. Like, I mean, you can know that. Like, as Nolan does kind of oh, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And he's, like, the man around town. He's at work, and he's getting the shots right out. You know, everyone wants to know where Nolan is. Can he get me in? Da, 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 da. So, you know, this is important. He's kind of, like, giving you a real life. I'm looking 10 years in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you sure. go. There yeah, you go. Yeah, in Barcelona, the, the place he ended up being a partner in so, was super so, fucking So it took Crush Lounge. Good. Yeah. And, and it, was called, it was called Barcelona. Barcelona. And I think and it was, was, I think it was 2000. <laughs> and no, but it was, it was so. glitzy and shiny and big and, and, uh, and new. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was interesting because all the people that were partners in it could drive traffic. So it right. was busy. So let me ask then, did you have the capital to buy in as a partner at that time? I did. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was really busy because all the partners could drive traffic, but I learned a lot about um, direction and vision because mm-hmm. it was there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen of like should we do this should we do that should we do that? and there was a lot of different people and there's no right or wrong but right. like you know any deal I'm a part of now whether it's in film or tech you know there needs to be that core focus and that vision and partners that balance each other out like what Aki was saying mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there was a lot of, and I was like the youngest dude on the squad too and and you know um, so it was it was. Pulled in a lot of different directions, but I think we did a great job. It was crazy. I, there was a lot of firsts. How did we you? Had, we had the Olympics in Vancouver, oh, 2010. Man. I keep on telling. I reference <laughs> that all the time so on the show, 
And like that Dude, to I, me is a golden era of oh, my yeah. life in it, the city. It's it was not even so, you who were first that time. It's anyone like alive. Everybody I know <laughs> was like, that was the fucking it was crazy. peak of Vancouver. Like 14 days or 17, however many days oh, of yeah. the of the Olympics there were. Every day, it doesn't matter if it was a Monday, a Sunday, a Tuesday, a Friday. Like from Mayhem. like 11 a.m. till fucking 4 a.m. It was in grade seven. Insane. <laughs> like, we, we had I a Saturday night there that like was just bonkers for sales, and still in my mind that was like so hard to comprehend. And, yeah, it's insane. Like and, the uh, numbers they're putting up. Let's have another Olympics. Yeah. I feel that like maybe like when this is all over, <laughs> that maybe we'll have like two days of that. <laughs> like you know, everyone's <laughs> oh, like, dude, I want to go out. Everyone's so cooped up. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's crazy going down memory lane and talking about this because like, there's people I work with now. That are like, oh, you used to be in in the in the nightlife space. You used to be mm-hmm. in Australia. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they like, they don't kind of know and get this stuff because you guys are in it and you know what it's like from a, a, a being a promoter to an owner and dealing with you know slow times of years and yeah. weekdays. Like getting a weekday busy was like a thing every week. It's like, hey, how do we drive traffic on a right. on a Wednesday or a Sunday or like long weekends? Who gets the long weekends and that? Yeah. You said that you were the youngest on the team. How did you make your voice heard? Because I feel like I struggle with that. Wow, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I tried to be really collaborative, mm-hmm. and I would try to suggest things where it you know wasn't super confrontational and butt heads, and, and I feel like I've always been pretty good at that, right? At, at collabing and kind of listening to things. Um, but I went through a lot of the same things in the film industry. I remember working with a lot of uh, senior people that have big egos in the room, and some of them are, are hearing it and like they want to help you out and mm-hmm. see your career progress. And some of them don't. They don't and, give a fuck. And they're just haters. Yeah. And I would just sit there in those moments and be like, huh. I agree. My time will come. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of know what they're like as a person. And when I'm there and I'm working with other juniors, I want to support them and help them out and, totally. and try, to, try to lift totally. them up. Totally. Totally. Um, so then from, I, you realize how you don't want to be when you're in that oh, position. For sure. For sure. And it's like, it, and when you're around someone that is supportive, that's older that like inspires you and helps you out or you gives remember you pointers. That. Oh, totally. All the time. totally and you want to pay that forward. And it, in my mind, anyway, I had that a lot when in business and a lot in sports as well. I remember those things to this fucking day. And I love helping younger guys. Like for example, with you, like I love kind of like, uh, mentoring not, me I think like of you as a mentor you in my life cool, and you are cool. my life coach. No, thank you. That's thank what you. I think about. No, even yesterday I tweeted about it. I was like, I can't actually, I'm not gonna get into my tweet, but I, <laughs> Think of you as a, like a mentor. Yeah, I appreciate that. Mackie's like, always been good, good like that. Because so good. Even because you used to work in the fitness industry, yeah. and, and like, and you come from sports. You played rugby. The kind of coaching and training and working with people. Like I remember when we did house guests, you brought such a different level of like you know you're thinking about staff morale and you're thinking yeah. about how everyone's vibing together and you're thinking about and you're way better at that because sometimes I would be like ADD of just like boom boom the next thing next thing ideas ideas mm-hmm. and you're like okay let's let's make sure everyone's good and you're yeah. really good at like being a natural leader without making people feel like they're being bossed around and what I really appreciate about you is that you make people kind of raise their own bar and hold them like raise their own expectations of themselves Wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I had to say that. Too. This is yeah, going to take a turn to uh, pump my tires. I'm going to take, take your ass to Dubai. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so, but you know, now, he mentioned, you mentioned house guests, and I would be remiss if we didn't spend some time <laughs> yeah. on this. Every two I episodes. See that, I see that gold we, uh, skull. Yeah, do a little yeah, plug. There's gold skull right here. Wow. Well, I don't know. Maddie, you probably don't remember this. Because sometimes, you know, when you first meet someone, you know, there's certain things that stick out. I remember when we first met, my roommate was our good friend, Justin, who just got engaged. Congratulations, um, Justin. He introduced me Shout at, out at Barcelona. Yeah. Um, we're in the corner in the back there. Uh, he's like, Justin's like, this is my good friend, Maddie. I just, I think, retired. I think I had a little bit of capital, and I think we were, you were just kind of getting things 
yeah. going with a house guest. And you, I remember this. I don't know if you do. Like the first thing you said, we shook hands, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I think we uh, we have we have crossed a lot of paths, and we've uh, <laughs> we know a lot of the same people. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nudge. And so I'm along those lines, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I look at this guy, and I'm like, and then I look at Justin, and I'm like, "What the fuck <laughs> did yeah. you say?" But anyway, after that, then it just was like after that we just clicked, and then we we we. Moved on to quite a few few things, but do you remember that conversation? Oh, for sure, because sure. yeah. I remember a lot of people would would talk about you and your group of friends, and and like a lot of North Van West Van kids. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Kits, and I had a lot of people on this side, and it was kind of like people knew each other, but it, was, it almost felt like the Shelbyville over there. It was like yeah, similar yeah, yeah, but yeah. different, right? And you had a lot of that ground covered, and and we'd always hear about each other. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah, you were living with Mensa. Mensa had just come back. Okay, so Barcelona was cool. And it was a lot of fun, and I did well with it, but it wasn't, like, my vision. Right. And um, I was kind of toying with this idea of doing something that was a smaller room, and you could kind of control the vibe a little bit more. What was and Barcelona like? It was a bigger room. It was and more, like, It was kind of, like, know. European. It was really big, and it's, it felt like... Big. It's not like Vegas. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like over, like yeah. over maybe, the top. Maybe maybe twelve Westy, but more house music yeah. and more like electronic, kind of like, like EDM. Omnia? Yeah, like like, I think the guy, the other guys were really inspired by like Miami clubs at the time, and and they were really like that was their like in, kind of like inspo. Live. Yeah, like that totally, kind of yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was more like looking at these cool supper clubs in like Toronto, Montreal, and New York, and New York. And I love the idea of those rooms that it's a restaurant and you're eating and then it kind of transforms and the lights dim and they clear out tables and operationally it's a nightmare (laughs) if the room room fully changes. Well, Montreal was like, geez, like Bueno Note. Yeah, Um, Montreal did it well. Time time was a big one. The whole place would transform. Uh, Apartment 200 kids did did a really cool job with that. Um, Zach and Nate. Um, So with house guests, like I wasn't actively trying to do another thing, but... You know, when when we'd have all these people that would, you know, book tables or get guests or whatever, I knew, you know, 20 to 30 percent of them were just really interesting cultural people in Vancouver and, and these great people. And I loved I don't know if you can relate to that. I loved introducing people. Mm-hmm. And then later you find out they maybe dated or worked together, or did a business together, did something or, or became really tight or whatever. And it's no, just totally like you, you're almost this fascia, this connective tissue of people connecting them. Cupid. Totally. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's still people to this day that are like, or even like, I met my then girlfriend, now wife, at house guest through Yana. Um, and it's just like these little connections that kind of thread through. So, were you starting house guest like yourself type of thing? And then you got involved? Well, no, after, there's no way I could have done it on my own. There's no way. How did you guys? So, so I, okay, so Nolan, I'm, I'm really good at the start. I'm a startup guy. And, right. I, and I love <laughs> creating business, creating businesses and building businesses, but I, I need a team around right. me. And that's still how I work right now. And I learned a lot of those lessons, um, valuable lessons later on, and I'm, I'm getting better at it. And uh, so at this time, I wasn't actively trying to do house guest, but I had a few buddies that were just had really great taste. And I was like, fuck, they would, they would crush this business. Mm-hmm. And they weren't in the business. They were just like naturally in the business, but they didn't know it. They just like always Aki, were out. Aki, Aki was out and like dude would have like a crowd around him and like, you know, he could bring that traffic and that vibe and he had good taste. And there was a few other people, Justin Devlin, Justin Mensacoker. So the, the space that house guest existed in on water street, three, three, two water 
was wow. a, a restaurant that was owned by Kirk McLean, the old goalie for the Canucks. Okay. And I met him at some like charity golf tourney and they wanted me to promote it and make it busy. They're like, you know, can you drive traffic? Can you make this place busy? Right. And I toured it and there was this room downstairs. And I remember just thinking, fuck, this is a cool little room. Like this is, it's almost feels hidden. Like it's kind of, it was a weird building cause it's hard to find the entrance. And they were like, no one knows this is here. They had a cool sandwich spot in the alley. But as far as the restaurant, they weren't having the best experience and, mm-hmm. and there was a conversation there and he's like, you know, maybe you want to just take it on. And I'm like, well, you know, what's the, what's the rent? We started having those conversations and, and I had to bit a bit to put into it and I need to raise a little bit. And with the reno, I knew it's like, if you do anything structural or pull permits, like it's going to be a headache. Mm-hmm. We just do it super aesthetic. Um, and I remember reaching out to a few of these key people and Aki was one of them. Like, remember we, we were at a Canucks game yeah. and I pitched you and I was like, dude, I, I don't think it's going to cost that much. And I think we can get away with this, but it, it was a food primary. It was a restaurant mm-hmm. and we applied for this lounge endorsement downstairs and we could kind of downstairs was like a mini liquor primary, but technically the, the capacity, you remember the capacity? No, it was so small, but do you remember the ram- legal capacity of it? <laughs> Up, upstairs was, I think 110, like 40, or 110 and downstairs was like 32 or 31, <gasps> yeah. including oh staff. Gosh. Including staff, and how many would be in there? On I don't know. Friday, as many Saturday you night, can fit. <laughs> like you can like there'd be more than forty-two people on the stairwell trying to get in oh to gosh. the downstairs. It'd be like and it was like a hundred people inside of the restaurant. Yeah, in the stairwell. And the, oh the stairwell going downstairs, and there's a, we had a golden skull wall, which is where this is from. <laughs> and I mean, it was like uh, it was so good. Like I can't even describe how I mean, also, you know, I was younger, I was going out more but I look at the people that came out of that place like Maddie and what he's doing now myself, Justin Minsa Coker GM oh, yeah. of a, the biggest cactus in the, in the yeah. country I think. Mm-hmm. You got Yona Dwar, you got Sonny Dial, oh, you yeah. got Adam Lupton who's uh, what's he, did he go to smart school? Like just like yeah. all these people that came out of there that are so talented. My cousin Matt Ryan yeah, Matt, in right. the brewing space now. It's just insane yeah. like the, 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 the talent and not just in the hospitality industry mm-hmm. just as talented human it's beings. It's crazy how fondly people look at it though and I think I think part of that is because it existed for a period of time and then it didn't exist. Yeah. And that, because of that, it's like, oh, it's so special. It's so, so coveted. You know what yeah, I mean? People, like if we cool kept it open together. and slugged it out, it might've just been like, oh yeah, that burning. place was cool for a bit or yeah. like, you know, but it was like, I don't know. It had this window to it. It had a cool, and, like I'm here and then I'm gone. Yeah. So at the start, okay. So, <laughs> so Mensa, this just reminded me. So he was playing pro rugby in the UK and he came back and he was, um, the doorman at Joe's apartment on Granville Street. Which is now, um, is this Joe's apartment? No. Studio, oh, no. studio. Studio. It's probably been yeah. three spots since yeah. then, dude. And, and Mensa was like so well-dressed because he'd been living in Europe. And and he was wearing these these like, you know, like pea coats and leather gloves and like dress. And he was just like, looked straight off of like a GQ magazine. <laughs> and at Joe's apartment, there'd be like one lineup to like get in and then another lineup to just talk to Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> And I grew up with him. Like I've known him since grade seven and, and he was roommates with Aki cause they played rugby mm-hmm. together. And, and I remember taking men's out for coffee. We went to like 49th and parallel and kids. And I was like, dude, you have to be the GM. You have to run the spot. And he's like, I don't uh, know. HG. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to be a GM. And I'm like, you can You'll learn, yeah. you can learn, dude. <laughs> and we hired, um, a GM of a, of a cactus club, uh, Ryan Adams to consult. Mm-hmm. And teach Mensa like POS back end inventory all that because I'm like you could learn 
systems and inventory and all that and 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 that you can't learn how to just be a charismatic amazing but some people just have like you have that nolan i can see it um and Stop people blushing. <laughs> <laughs> but like some people just have that charisma right yeah and i basically tried to just form a team with people with that kind of energy and and from you know justin devlin who had really great taste and was always on the next cool thing before anyone else knew about it like he was just an early adopter mm-hmm. um and Aki and we kind of, and, and, uh, um, I got a bit of help from shout out to Jason Sundar and, uh, and we put together this crazy team and, uh, we, we ran out the room and we kind of wanted the room to feel like it told a story, like you were in someone's house mm-hmm. and, um, it was such a great <laughs> mix, right? Cause there'd be like on any given night, there'd be like a group of like, you know, film people sitting next to a group of stockbrokers, sitting next to a group of hipster artists sitting next, but everyone was just vibing. And before that in Vancouver, there was like, all the places were like, that's a this place or that's a that place. And everything was very cliquey. And this was just this crazy mix. And for whatever reason, it worked. And everyone kind of vibed and and, uh, had a good time. It's funny how you said you wanted to look like you're in somebody's house and then had a gold skull wall. Well, we have to have features, you know. We have to have things that stand out, you know. I guess people have nice shit in their house. I have a feature yeah. wall in my house right now. You're Gold looking skulls? at, at no. like at like cata- catacomb <laughs> inspo reference. Like our mood boards were so weird. Yeah, at the time. we just wanted to do something different and it, have it feel really weird. And and uh, it really is surprising that you created a GM like that from Mesa, like from Mensa. I right? didn't create. He cre- he was dude. I, we would have been lost. Like how him. you how you hired um, he saved that place. Adam or what's his name? Ryan Adams. Right, Adams. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to like him. teach him how to be GM. Like that's such a. <laughs> I feel like he knew too. I'm like, I'm like, like do, do you want to be a manager too? This and, and he kind of like knew all the promoting muscle going into this place. He's like, this this place is going to be a zoo. Yeah, like, he, knew, for me. <laughs> he knew it was going to be nuts. Just and how big it was, which later was I don't want to say our, our like downfall, but it was like it was a food primary. So mm-hmm. we had. Um, you know, we had inspectors come in and be like, okay, there was these rules at the time where like you had to have food on every table and right. people had to be seated and there was people dancing on tables and there was no food. I think our sales mix was supposed to be over 51% food, the rest alcohol. I think our sales mix was like 95% booze, 5% yeah. food. It was crazy. And time. we started getting fines. And at the time we're like, okay, beat it. Give me that fine. We're just going to keep going. And then they started right. increasing the fine. So then it actually is effective and it stings. And it's like, okay, maybe we need to like let less people in or, start revamping the food program. And none of us really had a, a food background or food program. I feel like we did okay with, with the food, with what we had with some cool chefs and do yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, food is upstairs. tough, man. Honestly. It's super it's, tough. Like food, the whole, like it's a whole nother, you almost have to like make sure your chef is super proficient and just let them run with it. Rocky right. hated it because of the food costs. Like the, yeah, the margins were just so yeah, tough. It's tough, but that's food in general. But Would people come there to eat upstairs or no? Yeah, people ate. We had brunches and shit. I remember, like, there was, there was some good brunches times. There's, there's we had, definitely like, a, a good food. Or two. Yeah. yeah, the chefs, like, <laughs> one of the fries. chefs went on to, like, the Canada's <laughs> Top Chef or one of those shows, and another chef went worked at Kisitando. Like, yeah. the, the food program was good. Right. There's no good. doubt. But people didn't know it for that. People gotcha. knew, like, like that place got wild at night, and, and you don't know who you'd run into there, and you just see different interesting <sighs> people. We were really lucky. Yeah. It was just a weird time. People, Different people came through the door. But I feel like the places that came after that really took it to another level because you had these operators that came from the Earl's Joey's Cactus Club, and they had those systems and that food background. So you saw, like, the parlor guys and the, and then Teddy Wilkie and with Banter Room and that. So then it's like the food program is dialed, service, all yeah. that. 
as well as this great, cool, cultural kind of supper clubby vibe, right. or the Greek or these places. Like which, really which, social restaurants. Yeah, where it's like, is it a club? Is it a restaurant? It's mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle, I guess. Um, and we were just kind of figuring that out as we went. It was How would you compare? It's interesting. You kind of, you know, referenced a few of the places now, uh-huh. like, you know, obviously you may, you've been out of the game for a bit, but uh-huh. how would you compare how it was to go out then, which was what, what 20, 2010, 20, 2009 around there uh-huh. to what it's like now? Like, do you feel a difference in vibe? Do you feel it's more, like, segregated, you know? Vancouver just got fucking lame. Clearly. Yeah, but you don't, you don't, no, no, no offense, yeah. but you don't have enough of a... Yeah, I can't say. Yeah, but you don't know what it was like before. The way you guys described it, I feel yeah. like Vancouver just fell off the fucking map. And everyone got a, something up their ass. But it also might be, like, a perspective. It might be nostalgia. It might, there might be people older yeah. than us that are like, you missed the heyday of this and True. this and this <laughs> other rush. stuff, right? Yeah. Or these other things. I don't know. Like, but, the, okay, the truth of it is, I was never a really big party guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I liked being around all that energy and those people. But, like, a lot of the nights, I, I wouldn't be drinking a lot. And sometimes I would dip out a bit. Like, once the party was going and it was, like, it was there, the room was good, everyone I needed to get in was in. Mm-hmm. And then I would kind of, like, just ghost and dip out. I felt that. That and is a true I, story because I have a couple times like, I came to see Maddie. Where yeah. is he? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Or, or Aki <laughs> is my partner is like, yo, I need you for something. Like texting me like, well, where are you? And and it was uh, it was a lot of like anxiety at the time. And, and I feel at the time too, like it was this kind of persona or this image that people think you are or, or see you as and you almost need to live up to it. I don't know if you can relate Literally, to that. Literally, like, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror right now because sometimes I'll do the exact same thing where you're like constantly, you're constantly on mm. and then you just kind of get anxiety. You're like, okay, the room's great and then you just leave. Yeah, and people it's think weird. it's weird feeling. It's, it's a very parasocial um, relationship you have with people where they feel they know you, they feel they know you really well, mm-hmm. but they actually don't know you and mm-hmm. they don't know the real you. And I think back then I was maybe a bit more closed off to my like an outer circle, but I would put on the show right. and I would be the host and You'd that be dude. the center and, of attention to get everyone going. And it took me a while to realize that. Like at the time, I was probably just like insecure, had definite commitment issues. Right. Like my my dating life was like <laughs> atrocious. You know what I mean? And a lot of those things I, I learned and kind of uh, became aware of. And I and I owe a lot of that to my wife, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, of just realizing that- Shout out what, wifey. What, yeah, shout out wifey. Um, but it was like, so I wasn't going out tons, but it, but it was really fun- um, like I would kind of like once in a blue moon, we'd just go and have a crazy night and, and let loose. And it was always fun being in the industry because other people would show love and let you in and, and hook up drinks and that, and you'd do the same for them. So I l- always loved that kind of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be bluntly honest, I loved the startup phase of it of like, okay, what it, what is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? What's the vision? What's the team? Who's everyone on it and get it just cranking as busy as you can. Right. And then, and then once it was there, you know, I, I really wasn't the best operator. I wasn't a good operations guy. I was more of a marketing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thank God for, for Justin Metzkoker and Aki and, and the team on the op side. Big operations guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I learned that as I went to. Like, <laughs> yeah, but then, but then I started like, like, you know, thinking about other things I wanted to do. And, right. and I, I, like parallel to all of this, consistent to all of this, I've always been writing screenplays. And I've always wanted to make movies. And I used to work as an assistant back in the day. Remember when I was saying I had like three, four jobs. Right. So occasionally I would take these little gigs or things um, and try to make it in that industry. 
And that's a tough industry to make it in. Like totally. it's, it's super, super competitive. And Vancouver has a big service industry mm-hmm. um, where, where they'll kind of produce other people's stuff here. Um, and then there's a lot of the like MOW or Lifetime movies or those. And I actually art directed a, a few of those. So I would kind of switch gears. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the nightlife stuff, like I'm so thankful looking back at it. I had so much fun with it. Um, but I always, I always knew I wanted to do other stuff or try to build, like I had ideas for tech companies. I tried to do this app that never worked back in the day. You remember that? I was around town. <laughs> you mentioned it. I was around town oh, pitching it. Oh, that's like the Uber kind of thing, right? Oh, before that one, there was a different <laughs> one. You were, th- uh, you were thinking of Uber? No, there was like, there was a thing called Keys, Please, where you drive somewhere, mm-hmm. you get hammered and you call them and they come drive your car home. Wait, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yes. It's a great model. Yes. Yeah. Aki crunched the numbers. Aki crunched the numbers, no. and he, and no, we we're gonna digitize it. And Aki crunched the numbers. He's like, "No, Maddie, <laughs> you're, paying, <laughs> you're paying two people because one guy has to double him back." To yeah, t- uh, complicated. But I mean, everything is. I, I always had these other crazy, wacky ideas. Most of them didn't work. Some of them did, and mm-hmm. and I always wanted to do other stuff. But I think coming from being a promoter. Um, you know, you learn a lot about people and, and what drives traffic. You know, you think about the nightlife space. It's like you're selling the same vodka soda. One place is dead. One has a lineup down the block. What's different? Right. And I think it's atmosphere, atmosphere, culture, execution. It's just the vibe, like the people you want to be around the people that are there and like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's cool. And there's a lot of other really cool entrepreneurs that used to be nightclub promoters, you know, from, Mark Cuban and Scooter Braun. And, a lot and of fucking people. It's crazy. You learn a lot in this industry. Yeah. But so much. To kind of go circle, circle back to the, the original question. Um, Which was? About the nightlife. <laughs> nightlife <laughs> and, like, and that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> like nightlife in like 2009. Now I'm ready for versus bed. <laughs> nightlife today. Um, how, can we, I'm going to rephrase it. So do you think with the advent of Instagram, do you think house guests would have been different if people were like, if Instagram had been around? Like for right for right now, from it my perspective, it was just starting to be around. Like it had just yeah, but it's nowhere near like it is now. Like when you you, I don't know when the last time you've been out, um, but when I go out, all I see is young people, people on their on phones, their phones yeah. like not necessarily enjoying the atmosphere mm-hmm. that's in front of them, but they want to document mm-hmm. it to show that I'm in this atmosphere. I was there. You yeah. know what I mean? And I see yeah. that a lot. And I don't know if that would. I mean, so I kind of. That kinda, takes away from the partying aspect a little bit because I don't know if that was the vibe of what we created at, at Houseguest, where you wanted people to see. But what maybe you're doing. it would have just done it anyway because really you can't control that. Because I remember some other clubs try to have no phone, cell phone mm-hmm. rule. Mm-hmm. They take them, and yeah. and like that in Vancouver. Like I think it was one club in Gastown actually that did it, and it. I think for like three days until they're uh, like, what the fuck? No, we can't. People we don't want to be told what to do yeah. or what. For shows, I think it's cool. I think Aziz Anasari did it where you like check yeah, but your you phone. You need to do that locked. though because I think they, if you record his material yeah, and it gets out, then it's fucking. Then it's it's the but you have special. a better experience when you're totally, off it. Totally. And it is, I think it's such a good question, dude. And I, I don't know what the answer is. And my wife and I talk about this all the time because we both use Instagram and social media for our businesses mm-hmm. and, and to promote things, communicate things and touch customers differently, but right. it's a tool and you should use it and then put it away when you're not using it. And never in the history of our species have we had a tool that's so intimate with us. Like, yeah. you, you know, you wouldn't go to sleep with a hammer next to your bed and wake up and you look at your hammer before you look at your wife or look at your hammer before you go to sleep. Yeah. 
or look, whatever the some t- people do. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> Nolan's looking now. at me like, <laughs> like your quote unquote hammer. <laughs> you know the carpentry? What he's yeah. like? Ah, oh, a tool. I'm yeah. like hammer. What's that? <laughs> but, it, but it is it is trippy, right? And like I've kind of become that older dude now that's in meetings, and there's younger people on my team now that are just on their phone nonstop. Yes, yeah, Nolan. And, and, Nolan. And I don't want to be that person. And be like, Yo, okay, put the phone down, and and let's get through this meeting. Yeah. Um, but, but you might have it ha- may have to come to that. You know what I mean? Because like the other podcast, like I kind of challenged Nolan. I'm like, okay, let's put yourself your your phone away for the entire cast. And I did it. He did it. Was it hard? It was a little hard for you. No, was, I was thinking about what was on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, and I get about it. something happening. The reason have why you I ever like looked at that phone? screen that shows you the the data of like oh, how much I get my notification every day it tells me. Do how you much. limit it? Some people limit it now. Of like, oh. I look at people's phone who limit it, and I'm like, you're fucking weird. Like we went over Nolan's yourself. like his his like routine of yeah. what he like what apps he checks. Like it's it's like I don't, he should write that down. It's like a fucking. <laughs> A beautiful mind He's algorithm. So dramatic, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It, it's, it's, okay, it's 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 a lot for someone my age who doesn't really. Yeah. I wake know. up, I check my Snapchat. We don't have Instagram, time to Twitter. go through that. It's only an hour and a half I show. Text. Yeah, and, that, and then I'm good, and then I but go I to Pornhub. It's such a love hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a love hate relationship for me because I I use it as a discovery engine, right? And I see inspo and stuff that I wouldn't normally see. I'll screen grab things or get ideas for things. Um, I connect with it way more than any other platform because I'm very visual. Like, I don't think I'm on Twitter. Um, but it is, like, there's times where you're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling bored, and then you're like, shit, I just wasted 10 minutes. Yeah. And I don't even feel that cool. It's like, like almost it's, like... Or the, the FOMO thing of, like, you know, like, you're feel, on vacation, but you're looking at photos of people at home, and then you're at home, and you're looking at people on vacation. Exactly. It's like, yeah. be present, be... But people, like, I think tend to, when they have nothing going on, or they're not doing anything, the first thing they reach for is their phone. 100%. It's just something like, to do. It's just like it's a just pacifier. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a mental no, pacifier. literally but it is. I, but yeah. I think we're going to, hopefully, I'm an optimist, and I think we'll find a balance, and there's a book that just came out. I haven't read it yet, but I want to read it by Ryan Holmes, who's the founder of Hootsuite. Yeah. And um, he's talking about where it might go from here. And everything goes in, in cyclical cycles yeah. and pendulums. And the okay. pendulum has swung so far and we're so hooked on these things. We're so integrated. Maybe we will find some balance yeah. within it. I hope so. Because the flip just keep side, getting worse. <laughs> that's the <laughs> utopian, <laughs> utopian versus dystopian. Let me ask you that same question then. Do you feel oh, in this God. day and age at the clubs, what what kind of experience would you have or your generation would have if like they weren't allowed to, like they couldn't document it? Well, tell me, let me tell you this. The next morning when I wake up, like hungover as fuck, and I check yeah. my phone, and I don't see pictures, and I don't see a lot of Snapchats, because I'm so blacked out and having a good time, yeah. are probably more, the most memorable mm. nights, if yeah. I mm. remember it. You know? Yeah. What, what so, goes on at the club these days? Because I feel like even before COVID, no, same shit. Okay, well, in Vancouver, because I feel like before COVID, we we would just in Vancouver we just work and we grind and we don't go out a lot. We go to restaurants, and then when I'm in another city, I would go out in those cities, which um, which sucks. But maybe you know I should support local We're and, and old, go bro. to these places. These, but then these kids go out. <laughs> Come see me. Maybe it's because I was around it so much when I worked in it yeah. that Have I was great just like manager tab. Okay, so d- describe. <laughs> go through a night. <laughs> Two months okay, before so, COVID hit, okay. what does what do the rooms look like these days? Aki's describing it like everyone's just glued on their my phones. Night. I'll give you my Friday night right here. Well, okay. actually, let's do Saturday because those are more fun nights. Totally. Um, so I'm getting ready. I'm in my apartment. Okay. I'm gonna get comfortable and pour us some shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like a tequila? Actually, no, or I, I can't. I can't. You have a meeting again? No, I have to go home and finish my paper, dude. Fair. Would you like uh, a drink? Studying? Maybe? You're in school? No? Yeah, I'm. In, I'm a, I go to UBC. Cool. Would you like a drink? Yeah. yeah tequila? One. Sure. What are you having? Tequila. Uh, all right. When in so, Rome. Uh, what ready. are you studying? I start, uh, applied animal biology. Oh, wow. 
What'd you say? Applied animal biology. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, you that don't really ask me. Cool. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm here for you, Noah. Go on with Thank the story. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manny. We're making eye contact Anyways, right now. I know it's kind of, I don't know, it kind of turns me on. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> no, don't look him in the eye. <laughs> I'm like Medusa. Um, basically, so Saturday night, okay. I get to work around 8 p.m. I go into the office. I'm checking, like, who's coming on guest list. Yeah. I prove any more like late ones that come in later on, you know? Yeah. And then I don't think he's asking about your routine. No, like, but this is tell you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated, fascinated by this. Whole, I'm going to start the whole fucking night. We don't start. Okay, wait. I have a fuck. I have a few <laughs> questions though. Okay, so is the guest list now on like a Google Doc, like a shared doc no, that any everyone can edit? We use a software. Um, we what use, do you on? Slack or what do you on? No, I use um, Seven Rooms. Okay. I know Seven, seven Rooms. rooms. Yes. So you on this fascinates rooms. me because I'm involved in tech companies as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you have you heard of Mr. Black? Oh, What's the that? new one? It's the new Seven Rooms that okay. apparently a lot of people are transitioning to. Oh, faux pas! Aki's like people Sorry. on their phones these days. It's Justin. It's his. It's his engagement dinner. Can we Why get him on here? Yeah, sure. Let's answer it. Hello, Justin Mensacoker. You are live on air. Uh, Post nut <laughs> clarity. Oh, are you on the phone? Put him on speaker. Hello, Justin. You are on the podcast with Nolan and Matthew B. Schmidt. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Mensa, we were just talking about you, buddy. We were reminiscing. Yeah. The good old days. days. There you go. Love it. How can I help you? Congrats on your engagement, my friend. Thank you. Um, Always appreciate the love. I didn't realize you were so off off the market, but that's okay. Can't wait. Can't wait till we uh, can uh, can celebrate in style. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What are you up to? Yeah. Um, we're just uh, <laughs> having, a, having a few drinks and then uh, gonna go for a meal of food with uh, Mr. Tyler. That's me. Yeah, that's, that is you. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to call you back. This is a uh, kind of unprofessional of me. <laughs> <laughs> if we were to come down to the studio, are you able to let us in? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Get text me in. and I'll uh, I'll come down to get you. Okay, we'll take you in two minutes. Okay, bye. Sorry. Sorry, no. Go on with your story. That was perfect, though, because we were talking about him. Yeah. What's your time? time? What's that? Uh, 7 15. I feel like like we manifested that. Oh, definitely. Do you ever get that where you're thinking about something a lot and then it just pops into your life? Yeah. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so guess that's what happens when I have sex. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I have to think about it, focus on it for a while. And then suddenly I I just fall. No one's like, I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe two. Um, So guess us now. It's on a shared doc. So in our day, back in the day, it was like Excel was, you know, put it together. And then I remember there'd be a bunch of blank spots at the end of the handwritten last minute ones. I think it's still like that. I got to add five more. I got to add five more. I do it on my phone. You're out. (laughs) Anyways. Half cover. (laughs) Half cover, no line. (laughs) (laughs) What's half cover? Well, like if you didn't want to let them in for free. You, you, could could you wanted to make them feel special, oh, yeah, yeah. so you'd be like, you know, and I remember kids would come in that were on these, like, reality shows, and they thought they were famous, they're like, what can you do for us? Like, they wanted, like, a free bottle or something, and I was like, mm, no line half cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's eight books. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, they agree? So, so, well, that or beat Different it. time, bro. Like, it was, Damn. back then, like, it, uh, the hot spot doesn't matter. Like, it you're, was a seller's market. Like you're gonna get it. Yeah, exactly. It was a seller's market. If you want to get then. in, these are our stipulations. Take it or leave it. Some people fucking, you know, they still get mad. Well, whatever. But uh, that's another thing, though, with, with House Guests, if you look at it, because it was 
so busy and, and you could only let in so many people that there was probably a lot of people that were choked or said the service wasn't great or had bad. Like I remember reading Yelp reviews and being as a business owner, you're like, shit, I want these people to have a good experience, but not everyone can get in. Right. Do you ever have that Nolan when you got a, a lineup of people outside and people are pissed at you and you just can't oh, let anyone in? And my fucking phone goes off. Sometimes I put my phone in the back because I get over it. Like when I was a promoter, it was fine. I use it all the time. Most of the time now I'd leave in the back. I don't want to hear from people anybody. Get choked out D&D, there. D&D, the entire, yeah. And they expect so much and I come oh, outside and I'm like, man. bro, like I'll do my best, but it's, you're coming to me at 11 o'clock, 1130 when the night People is like just choked. starting tables are coming in. You're not buying anything. So it's like, Be what the fuck message? exactly. I remember back in the day going outside and, and you'd have to find someone. You're like, I don't want to go out there. You're, like, yeah. you're trying to just text the doorman. Cause the moment you go out, there, there's gonna be a million mm-hmm. people. They just exactly want to get I walked do. in. And I remember going out one time and this one dude's like, yo, 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 go get Maddie, man. I know Maddie. Yeah. Go get him to me. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> sweet, sweet. You know him? Okay, I'm going to go grab him. I'll let him know you're wow. here. Or when people get your name wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone called me Noel. They're like, Noel. Noel. And I'm like, they, they were actually singing Christmas carols to you? Yeah. I was like, um, girl, it's February. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but what you were saying, there's at 12 West, we have like windows to our doors. Yeah. So I would sometimes like creep through the window Ooh, just peak. to see because I could hear people in the front being like, where's Nolan? Where's Nolan? Where's Nolan? Yeah. And then... Okay, so take us back booking. to the night. So you're, Anyways, so you're going through the guest list. Going through the guest list, booking tables if I have to, making sure everything's full, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go to the front, take a video of the of the room of all our servers, post it on our social media. Okay. Make sure that like everyone knows like who's working. That and that's thing. a big thing that that's the is, selling is, tool is like another, yeah, exactly, another selling tool, tool that yeah. we never had back then. Like you kind of had to, yeah. I was be Even good. reaching out to people though, like, I mean, like, like, okay, there's email and there's LinkedIn and there's that. But I, if someone DMs me or I DM someone on Instagram, I get a reply right away. Yeah, or if someone else reaches out, like a film person or something, and they're like, and they're chill, and I look at their page and they look, chill, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to, I'll set this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's just, that's the medium right now. Whereas before you'd get an email, see their name, and hope that they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this guy sounds Steve Smith. Hmm. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so that many times yeah. I'd be approving guest lists, and I'm like, hmm. Does this name sound cool? Oh, you can't generalize, FB. Nolan. You can't I know, generalize. Everyone's cool in their own way. Ooh, and to right. me, people that well, are like, oh, you're going to get me canceled here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take that back. Um, anyway, so you do a couple thoughty videos. But what sure are, what are the knows. new things? Is it the TikTok? Are you on the TikTok? I'm on TikTok. Okay. We, I asked Akio to make we, TikTok. We sound so me. old. Like the TikTok. Yeah. Are you on the TikTok? <laughs> the kids are on the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. do it. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what TikTok is. Uh, it's oh, so confusing. Man. Like you have to do like, you have to like film different scenes. It's way better Instagram. I'm telling you. Especially you, because you like I, to go. When I had the visuals. bandwidth and the attention span for it, I would have crushed TikTok. But it's just totally. the, the okay. Go over the rest of your night. I anyways, gotta, so I'll do a couple thoughty pictures. See, make sure everyone knows like who's yeah. working, all the pretty girls, this and that. And then I go. Um, I get a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I always need a Red Bull. Okay. And then you kind of just wait for the crowd to come. You hold the lineup. Classic make it look Red more. Bull, sugar free. One of those different always. ones. You go sugar free. Sugar free okay. always. Um, and then you just kind of like build the lineup outside empty as fuck inside but you know mm-hmm. you gotta build mm-hmm. up make it look busy and then you start the night and then around 11 o'clock you have the influx of tables mm-hmm. and then there you're and then so which okay. is always a weird thing like holding a line it like get it mm-hmm. but it's something really bizarre about human nature that we want scarcity you want what you can't have, have exactly and if exactly. and if it was like please come in please come in no you don't want to come in but it, you can't come in and you're gonna line up now for it um and when you get inside you're gonna be really fucking disappointed 
But we made you wait in line, so it's going to be that much worth it. You, you might value it more. Exactly. It's so crazy. Exactly. It says a lot about human nature. Mensa! He's at the door. Anywho. <laughs> so, get both of these guys, fucking legends in the game here. I don't know why you're talking to me. No, those guys are there next week. <laughs> Teddy Wilkie. So then when all the tables are settled. Everyone my... is distanced and wearing masks, by the way. Everyone at home. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very true. Um, Aki's wearing a hazmat suit. Yeah, he's we have sanitizer that his. smells like fucking Christmas. He like, smells great. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? It does. It have a spray. I had a spray already. It's, I smelled it over here with the fan. This is very... Uh, mm. Yeah. Moroccan African you, oil. You can't smell it through your hazmat suit with your, all your safety gear on. He's <laughs> fulfilling his uh, Walter White fantasies. That, well, Nolan doesn't get any references. He has Breaking no idea. Like, no, no idea. No. Do you watch TV? I watch literally, movies? Maddie, no, no. every wow. fucking reference we have on this show, he knows one out of 20 it's at the so most. It's so bad. It's so bad. We have to have, like, you have to have, like, a Netflix week where he just, like, hammers what did you out. Watch, what did you watch as a teenager? What did you grow up watching? Like, Gossip Girl. Okay. X Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Two seasons. What's your favorite movie, Nolan? Uh... Ooh. I really like brown movies, to be honest. Like okay. Bollywood movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I, shot a, I shot a movie in Mumbai. Really? In Mumbai, for, yeah, for oh four gosh. days. Yeah. Was it that Marigold Hotel? It was very hot. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> it was. Eat, it was a movie love. called Drone, starring Sean Bean from Game of Thrones. Oh wow! And that is a, a whole other story. Check you out. But I love Mumbai. Mumbai was dope. It was amazing. I've heard it's great. Anywho, so then once everyone settled, yeah. My job then is to post as much as I can on social media. Okay. This builds up. Is there such coming. thing as too much? Um, sometimes, yeah. It's I have to really watch it because some people have other. Some people have our passwords. Mm-hmm. Um, who work for us, and mm-hmm. I have to like go and check what they're posting to make sure it like fits on the brand. atmosphere. It's gotta be on brand. on brand. I don't want anything that makes us look that implicates us in anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like monitoring it. Posting myself, editing the videos, making sure that people know that like it's bumping in here and to come, mm-hmm. and then so every every week kind of like carries over, right? So you do one Saturday, then people the next week will see that that, that Saturday is fucking bumping, wow. or that we have a new event, or that someone news working see, like with those us, same or, tools, that same skill set, you could apply to so many different things. It's just well, to, well, now, I feel like marketing. now I take what I've learned from being a promoter, now a mm. manager, and I'm doing completely different things. Mm. But I'm using the same fucking skills. Do you ever have brands and people reach out to you and be all like, "Yo, time. all of them." Yeah, time. that's that's a cool thing with the Instagram culture. Is like the, the kind of, but then everyone thinks they're a fucking influencer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm an influencer. Not saying okay. nothing. Not that you aren't, but like everyone thinks they are. Like my biggest pet peeve with someone's story is when they're like. So people have been asking me. I'm like, who's asking you what? <laughs> no one's asking you shit. No one's fucking talking uh, to you. Two people ask you a question. No one wants uh. to know the answer to this question. <laughs> like, fuck. You, I, saw, I, I saw a funny meme the other day where it was like, um, you know, what do you do? I'm I'm a model on Instagram. And then the guy said, yeah, I'm a soldier in Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the same. I don't know. But I think, I mean, I think if, they, if it makes them feel better and it yeah. empowers them, that's yeah, awesome. That. But, it, but if they're like avoiding real life or work or other things to, to do that and it's the economics aren't making point, sense it's I think tricky. if you take away Instagram if, and if you're completely fucked and you don't know who you are as a person like mm-hmm. you're only yeah. all you know of yourself is social media mm-hmm. that is a problem because yeah. it may it could be taken away at so. any, there's any, a documentary out right now the Social Dilemma yeah do you guys watch it yeah, yeah. it's, it's good. interesting 
It's it's very. I'm reading a book called Irresistible by Adam Alter. I bet I think okay. it's kind of like the uh, sounds similar to the book you referenced by uh, the Hootsuite guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it to you when I'm done. It's it's. Fucking, I've been asking for it. Have you? Uh, maybe that's a Christmas Anyways. gift, bro. Um, don't ruin the surprise. <laughs> it's about um, addiction and like behavioral addiction and yeah. shit like that. And it's well, because a lot of the people that designed these early social media products looked at uh, gamification and uh-huh. variable rewards. Yeah, uh, it's like pulling a slot machine. You don't know yep. what you're gonna get. So when exactly. you look, that's exactly what it's about. Did you mm-hmm. get shouted out? Did you get X amount of likes or Y amount of likes? It's different variable rewards are yeah. are huge. Yeah, but it, but Smart. that's like anything, right? It's like you wouldn't, you know, if you if you knew that the light might turn on or off when you open your fridge. Like it's, it's conditioning. If it's consistent, it's not fun. If it's variable, it is super fun. And yeah. just like going out back in the day, you don't know if you're going to have the craziest night ever and meet a bunch of people or yeah. you're not going to have the worst night ever. You, it's like, it's so true. that's the gamble. That's why the, you the go dice, out every fucking the week. The dice are dancing every on the table. The and sometimes, sometimes the anticipation is better than the realization Fuck, itself. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, when you like edge. Oh God. What does um, that mean? Uh, are you like, you're like, you're like <laughs> masturbating? And then you keep going until you're about to hit it, and then you stop. Aki, what kind of a podcast is this? Well, <laughs> it's called Post Not Clarity. What yeah, do you think we, we talk? We here? talk about all kinds of shit. Um, have you got like? Have you? What happens at like? What time of night are you at in your description of your? Now your, uh, that's pretty much the night. Oh, yeah. So that's I'm, like I think I'm raging. People's now, now people, bottles are going. Now, like, what like, time do you wake up in the morning? What time do you go to sleep at night? After like a job? Uh, after I'm like working. Let's do both. Working night and not working I'll night. come home around 5.30 when I'm working. Damn. Wow. And then usually I have to wake up by like 11 to start like school work and stuff. That's not bad. Yeah. So when or you're at the club. one sometimes. And it's like the height of the night. How many phones do you think are out? Like everybody's, half? Everybody's, dude. And do you think that takes away from their experience or not so much? Yeah, I would love to experience not having my phone on me. You could. I mean, <laughs> not Really? What do you mean? No, well, no, no. I, I'm not talking about you uh, as, a, as when you're working. Yeah. Different. Like, I'm saying, like, that, like at 12, 31, whatever, but when, when all the, the bottles run out. Now. Like, you I get want it. I get to fucking videotape that ace bottle coming out. No, totally. Even if it's not yours. Mm. Do, you think, <laughs> do you think people would enjoy things less or more if. For I think some things reason, will be way more wild and way more fun if people realize if they put their phone away, people will start doing things that they're. That you weren't afraid of having on camera. Yeah, that's the thing. Like everyone's a rat mm. now. Every single person mm, wow. that we know is a fucking rat. Everybody. Like everything's on video. Whether everything's they know like, it or not. And you're getting and you're getting shit for things that are taken out of context. And it's like, I think it's I don't know. I like Maddie you referenced. We're like at this kind of. It's a fork, it's a fork yeah. in the road for yeah, sure. It's like and it's real close to being super dicey. Or like when you're out at a restaurant and you see a. a table of people and every single one of them's on their phone mm-hmm. and they're not even talking to each other why did you go out <laughs> like do have a zoom and so fucking get some doordash yeah True. but like i'm no saint though like i'm super yeah. i'm more addicted to my email and and my whatsapp why there's like nothing oh i guess yeah my my email so, is just fucking spam mail that's why i'm yeah. not on it so like if i'm out and i'm just reading through messages or thinking and even if i'm not going to reply there i'll look at it and i'll think about how i'm going to reply the next day which is not healthy i should be able to put it down yeah, you should be turn off or if you're on vacation that's the fucking worst if you're if you're having an amazing time and you get ne- bad news while you're away mm, looking on your phone it changes worst. your whole life but the outcome would be the same you yeah. deal with it when you're back yeah, the information is just so there. available it's there. like everywhere you look it's like you're available you're available you're available you're never really turned off you know what i mean which would is, you want to be turned off I don't know. That's it's hard question, for me, right? Like, but I'm like, I'm maybe super being turned weird. off as the new turned on. 
Like me, me, oh, me, look at, me look at your. You heard it here first. Pull buddy. up your phones, everyone here. Yeah, yeah. I want to see how many. I have nine unread things. How many do you have? Maddie probably has like eight thousand. <laughs> okay. okay, I have two hundred and sixteen emails. See, that but would you, make me insane. But I you have, know where this is going when I show you my phone. I want to see it because you used to give me <laughs> shit for it, mm-hmm. and the WhatsApp number doesn't come up. So there's probably some. Okay, there's eight on WhatsApp. Okay, now I'm gonna go back to the main screen. Okay, bro. Can I read this number out loud? Go, go text, calls, email. He has one missed call, seven texts, and 13,874 unread emails. Like, I get anxiety oh even looking God. at that. How, I don't the, even those know. Those are some oldies in there that you 100% don't of clear. oldies. You probably have an email from me in there that oh. I asked you. <laughs> 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 a guest that I'm waiting for a response Maddie, for still. Maddie, we need to go over the inventory numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, the fucking variance is off. It's crazy. Like, that's S- what I mean. It's Spillage oh, and promo much. are too high. Yeah, um, but it's interesting. Like, it, that, everyone kind of organizes their life a certain way on the But then in phone. email, so Aki, do you, this is what I want to ask you now. Oh, yeah. You pull this up. Uh-huh. How many different emails are in there? No, not many anymore. I probably have three different. Um, have you consolidated them all? To- no, no. I got like my iCloud, my, my personal one for friends, my work one, my other work one. That's it. So have- two two work ones. Personally, yeah. Ooh, okay. I need to add my mailboxes to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only have my one dude. email. You know, if you have to, like, fill out a form or a thing, like, you always give, like... Oh, I fucking... I, you, I, give, I, you give the janky email because you know it's I've just been unsubscribing spam. from shit from, for so long. Like, so oh, I try so to... Every shit. morning I wake up now and I... I have the check mail. I try to unsubscribe to at least like five. Yeah. Mm. But it takes like some of them are like, why do you want to unsubscribe? Like, what's your email? What's I'm like, why am I giving up? you my email again for <laughs> <laughs> you to unsubscribe me? How about how about the, the Zoom and the Google Meets and the Microsoft Meets? Are you just having a lot of those meetings? Yeah, all my schools on that. Yeah. That's I find lame. it glitchy. I had one we today had and it was like super glitchy and I hear it's like and I'm like, I don't did you say something? You're like, are they having a stroke? Or is this my attention span isn't there either? Like that I think goes hand so in hand bad. with the phone shit. Yeah. Like, this for sure has ruined my attention span. Okay, I have, I have so many questions for you, Nolan. Okay. Um, Bring them at me. What do you do when you're not working? It's a day off. It's a Sunday. You have all day to yourself. What do you do? Do you what work do out? Do? do you do yoga? I try what to work do out. Do? What do you do? I wake up and I eat. And then an ideal day would be getting ready, like doing my fucking face, wearing yeah, a nice outfit. Yeah. And going to take Instagram pictures, fun. which then okay. I would then edit to post on my social media. Like it's mm-hmm. never, it's fun. Never really get a break, it's yeah, fun. but it's fun for me. Exactly, that's why. Like I get to style an totally. outfit, I get go that. find a place, and that's I'm, creative. It's it's photography. At for the sure. same time, you, you're fucking. You, maybe you go out for dinner afterwards. Yeah. Do you ever shoot on a on a camera? camera no, I don't. Or like not your phone. You don't like, like the quality. Like an quality SLR. Have you what? ever shot? A, have you ever shot a photo on film? I do, and I don't like it. Really? I actually. So so Mick had his wedding. Yeah. Um, his safe COVID wedding uh, on October 31st on Halloween. And I busted out these two uh, 90s point-and-shoot 35 mil cameras. Yeah. I actually bought them from Richie McFly. Remember Richie? Yeah, of course. His brother's LaChance. He's a promoter. Angelo. Yeah. You know him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So his brother, very talented artist, graphic designer, clothing designer. And and I shot film. I got like six rolls of 35 mil. And it was so fun. It was interesting, though, because you take a pic and you can't look at it, and you you don't know what you're gonna get until you get it back from the developer. From the and that lab. was real life I, at one I, point. But, I but I'm a film nerd, and and I've been doing this for a while. But that feeling of it, and when I was out, I would take these shots, and everyone was like, people are still blowing me up. Like, can I see the photos? Can I see the photos? Right. 
I love the way print like film looks. Mm-hmm. Like I love to take like I like to have it. That graininess and, like, is nice. Exactly. And like the, the depth of feel. Almost captures like the feeling of the picture mm-hmm. you know which an iphone can't do but i don't like the way i look on film that's why i won't take pictures yeah, with them that's you man that's, yeah, yeah that's true. you but i like but i do appreciate them for the way the memory yeah what's so funny now is that a lot of young people are doing like you know that quirk 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 you know the the windy disposables yeah yeah, yeah. Those are big. Now. Yeah. Like, you know, like all the time. I love the way they and, look. And there's filters. So, like, you'll take it on Instagram yeah. stories yeah. that make it yeah. look grainy, like film. Which is crazy. I, all, I edit my pictures with grain on them and, like, scratches. Yeah. As if, like, I scanned it from an old fucking photo album. Yeah. So crazy. Fuck. But that's cool. It's it's nostalgic. But I'm one of those people I actually love shooting on film. And, like, oh, yeah. I have a record player. My car is a stick shift. I like the big functionality. Oh. <laughs> These fucking young guys, man. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta teach it. them. Remember when we were young? So good. I'm on a roll. I'll take it. But on a trippy thought, when you talk about age, it's super relative, right? So, mm-hmm. like, it just depends on, like, if you if you think of height. So, if someone is whatever, you know, to to a seven foot dude they're short to a midget they're tall it's really their perspective on things and when you look at age age is a trippy one because time speeds up as you get older the perception Mm -hmm. of it so if you're 10 years old one year is 10 percent of your life when you're 20 five percent of your life does that make sense Mm -hmm. so the older you get that percentage shrinks so it's gonna feel like time is speeding up as you get older interesting which is a a trippy it does right well it just speaks to how time is so relative right so hey, you want to say it best? AJ, nothing but a number. Aaliyah said it best. Do you even know who Aaliyah is? No one. Do rock the boat, bitch. Woo! She's a pop culture phenomenon. So you, like, you kind of need to know. But you know when your parents would be like, Selena. I love that movie. But you know your parents. She's so youthful at heart. Like you know, that's why we get along. Our maturity level is the same. Fuck, dude. You know, I, you par- I can remember like going out with him, and everyone would end up back at his house after, Ooh. and he would bust <laughs> out like the the funniest. Like it'd be like Backstreet Boys and Insane. Still happens, bro. He still does that. He's prancing he around. Still does that. No, trying to give time- girls his old rugby socks. <laughs> and I'm like, how's this guy? That. How's this guy getting away with this? I don't know. It's just genuine. You know? And now First sitting time. here after all these years, I'm like, do I miss it? Do I not miss it? <laughs> you can't miss it because he's still the same. I love it. Well, That's I have awesome. my moments, you know. Who sure. doesn't like a look good? Now you have to color your hair a little bit. No, I don't do that. I I, 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 I like to age gracefully. Does look good. Uh, fuck Salt it. I'm just going to, I don't Botox. I don't You're not going to do my the, shit. It's not a Fugazi. Nope. This is it. Raise your eyebrows. You don't even need it. You're good. I got this line. I've had this forehead line for like ever. Yeah, but it, like it, it adds Distinguishes. You know, you're getting older when you go to the barber and they're like, do you want me to do the eyebrows? <laughs> and they, they brush it. I don't know if you have eyebrows. Like, my eyebrows my, are pretty. My guy will brush with like a comb and then buzz and it, trim it and, and oh, just yeah. buzz it and I'm like are you gonna say I'm gonna have some like bushy ass Mar- eyebrows Martin Scorsese boys as I get older I feel <laughs> that I'm like pretty hairless like genetically so I don't really have feel. a bunch of you know that kind of stuff oh no I don't even want to get into what this. about what about when COVID was first going down and it was like complete oh, shutdown scary as fuck did you guys try to cut your own hair do you not see no. my Instagram post from fucking post COVID where I look like a Yeti cut it at all once let me show you <laughs> Let me show you Dude, something. I saw it. I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I went with it. People are like, oh my you, God. You, you, look like a, you look like a wax statue at one of those museums. <laughs> like I'm I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like give a, a fuck. Caveman. This is what I look like, you know? You take it or leave it. I don't, like, it's me. I forgot that In the early like days of Vancouver after. nightlife, <laughs> First creatures caveman. roamed the streets looking for girls to give them their rugby socks. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, I mean, COVID, like, oh my God. Like, you hear all that shit about, I think it's a rumor though that People are getting fined for being at restaurants. That's funny. Without, not from not the same household. Everyone and in my office in was car. talking about it. And, I think it's a hoax. I coming. tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything about it online. Apparently, but how crazy is that? If that's yeah, I heard fake that about news. Over. If you get pulled over and someone's not in your household, you get fined. But how how do we how do we decide or decipher what's real and what's not? Like what's real information? Unless we do you know someone that has personally happened to? No. Do you, Maddie? No, I don't. And Me I neither. read the government, like BC government website. There's so what like the fuck is happening? So do you think is Bonnie Henry just psyching everyone out? I think I people are just people to keep who it in check. Really, really, like, the intention is good. She's trying yeah. to keep everyone in check. Yeah, it's I think tough. people who are really, really like anal about all this kind of stuff are starting these rumors to like, you know, scare fear us. into people. Yeah. Well, Not let me ask you a out. controversial question. What's kind of what we do here? Okay. Um, I I totally get support local. I want to buy local and support local as much as I can. However, the other side of that argument, which is something I think we often do. So, again, don't cancel us. This is just an opinion, just a thought, just to get this out there. Because everyone's so pro-local, as they should be, and I agree with that. But bigger businesses like Amazon and fucking Walmart and all that, they do employ a fair amount of people. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. And create jobs. And I do understand, you know, we need to support local for those businesses to survive but on the other side like i find it kind of hard when people are are anti-socialist but then they're also anti-capitalist so i can't really navigate what some of these people are wanting what's an i get where you're going with it but what's an example of both i i don't know that's my thing i that's i just want to talk about it because i never hear anyone saying you know that point, like, you know, these Amazon implies, um, employs how many fucking people? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm just as guilty. I want to support local as much as I can. But at the same time, we were well, not really allowed people, to go outside. Amazon's I know people. convenient. It's people have a way to, my friend okay. waited outside of uh, Indigo to buy a book for three hours. Okay. She could have bought that same book online in two minutes. Right. So obviously there's a little bit of, you got to weigh that out and everyone's situation is different. Okay, I'll give you my thoughts on it. Please, you know, I think I think Amazon's a great company. We use it for yeah. sure, but I'm definitely making way more of an effort to shop local. I'm on that side of the spectrum. Yeah, and not only do I, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs um, at all different levels. Yeah, but I think that's like the lifeblood of a community. One hundred percent are these people and these business owners. So, so I'm, tr- you know, anything yeah. I can get locally, we're trying to do that. Yeah, I think you know, from groceries and food and like you know, our friend Paul Grunberg who has. Um, Papinos and yeah. Cafe Latana, like ordering um, these like cook at home DIY kits and yeah. all these things. Like we did a lot of that during COVID and it was really fun. And um, I definitely think we need more of it. Yeah. And it's not like hate this or boycott this. It's just like at the end of the day, we vote with our dollars. Yeah. Whether we're aware of it or not. But at the end of the day, convenience, it's it's going to win. And a lot of people, it's, yeah. like the, it's like these apps like, you know, Foodora and DoorDash and this the margins they take from these restaurants yeah, are crazy. Uh, you know, as we know from being in that space back in the day, the the margins are razor thin to begin with. And the, the, the clip that they take. Yeah. And then, mean, yeah. And meanwhile, DoorDash is IPOing at what's their valuation? 
I have no idea. The bed's fucking growing by the fucking second. Oh, my gosh. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up right now. It's huge. But my point is not, I mean, obviously, I like to support local as much as I can. I'm just looking at the other side of things where some of these people that are like so, they're like anti-socialist, anti, but they're also anti-capital. Like, so which, where are you on the spectrum? Like, what works for you? Okay, here it is. DoorDash is IPOing at a $16 billion market cap. Wow. I mean, oh. and it, and it's crazy. It's like U- it's like Uber too. Like how they pay the drivers is a bit controversial because they're own they're their own private contractors. Um, oh, so that's a, a bit tricky. But I mean, it is what it is. They're all doing their thing, right? Jeff Bezos built a big business and it's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he's doing him. Yeah. We're doing us, and everyone's doing you know. And like, I'm sure he does a lot of charitable things, and maybe the write offs or whatever. But I mean, I I just don't like when people are so narrow-sighted they mm. only have see one side of the argument they, mm. they never even acknowledge the other okay, other side of things so i'm not picking one side or the other i'm just like i feel like a lot of people just want to beef on the internet too. yeah like mm-hmm. it's a very polarizing time yeah. everyone's just they want to state their opinion and beef and yeah <laughs> and it's crazy it's like that's the thing I, I don't know did we talk about it the other day i think people should have like, you know how you have to have a license, or sorry, you have to go through testing to get your driver's license. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think there should be some kind of protocol for social media. You need to, like, get your N. That you need to get your fucking day. L. You need to do yeah. all that shit to use so that you, when you have a social media account, we or we as a society know or feel pretty confident that you're going to use that properly. It's actually not a bad idea because in their terms of use, when you click agree to the thing that no one ever reads, yeah, yeah. Um, it's there's age long. limits to it. And a lot of the people that are young being exposed to it are not supposed to be on it because they know now that it's addictive and it's yeah. having these psychological effects like depression and is up, anxiety is that? up. How do you prove that I'm 13 and not making a Twitter account? Exactly. But that's what I think. I think that should be, that will be a step in this pendulum we're talking about with social, me- social media. It'll be interesting if, to see society grow to the point where you need to get a, a driver's license. Or some kind of something. Or, or a social media license. Because people That'd are be so like, the Will people I get some, there? I doubt a it. A lot of people are making a lot of money from it. Yeah, I know. But I uh, mean, just have, walk with me here. If that were to be a thing, I feel that social media will be used a lot more properly than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like people want to be just fucking randomly shooting their mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up this, but I think this, the reason why social book. media is so big and so profitable is because of however totally. Using it. Okay, so I'm, I'm pulling up. Yeah. The, I'm so pulling like, up this ever, book. No, that, do you that, ever get no. rid of something that gives you a lot of money? I doubt it. Right? What are you pulling up? I'm pulling up this book that Ryan Holmes wrote. I haven't read it yet, but I want to read it. You read, the, you read the back page. It's called Saving Social. Um. Are you just ordering it on Amazon right now, you <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> no, I'm trying. You motherfucker, you. Giving me that shit. Okay. Here's, here's the logline. The book's here. already here in the office. How the fuck? Yeah. Saving social. The dysfunctional past and promising future of social media. Interesting. Wow. Interesting take. So it feels relevant to what we're talking about. 100%. And shout out to a, another amazing Vancouver founder and entrepreneur. Vancouver built, has a, built a great ton business. of gems. You know what I mean? Here? Hootsuite. Wow. You ever use Hootsuite? Nope, never. What's that? Mm. Uh, he created a dashboard where you can sync all your social media companies, which are usually owned by big companies that compete with each other. Mm-hmm. So he built a dashboard that was kind of like the Switzerland of social media. Mm-hmm. And you could time all your posts. So you could pre-do all of your posts that you want to post. Ah. And then put your phone down and enjoy your experience in your real life. And then they go out in sequences. So it's really important for businesses that run right. big accounts and are posting schedules on day. And you, you just get one clean dashboard for it. Gotcha. Um, yeah. 
Vancouver founder. Yeah, Vancouver doing big things. Okay, guys. Me on the fucking map. Oh, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I'll put on the map. Nolan, okay, I have a few more questions for you. Yeah. Nolan Power Hour. Wow. Where this much attention from Matt before? Shut up. (laughs) If I'm curious in people, um, if you could change anything about Vancouver nightlife post COVID, what would it be? It's a two part question, and the second part of it is where do you see yourself in three to four years? That's a good fucking question. What would I change about it? I would love to some, you know what I've always said? Do you know Aldos? Aldos. Uh, she, yeah, director Aldos. of operations. You know, for, you'd know where to for see PM, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For PM Entertainment. Um, I'm always like, fuck, I wish we could get a fucking plane and just start importing a whole bunch of more people. I would love to see nightlife get a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more people. Love that. I would love to see just. Why do you, why do you a need a plane for that? Change. Sorry. Why do you need, Why do you need a plane to I import? Just, like just go get people from somewhere else. We don't have enough. I think Vancouver is pretty diverse. No. Well, yeah, but I feel like. Oh, I different. Feel like like the, different the same demographic that's going out now isn't as big as what it was before, and oh, it isn't as culturally need more diverse. Volume. I need more volume. Like I need mm. more people in gotcha, Vancouver. Gotcha. Vancouver, Vancouver is not a big city. Like we're. I agree, and I. I think our downtown core is at what seven hundred thousand people with the GVRD. I'm not a member. I think guy. we're. I think we're at. <laughs> You know, but our downtown core, I think, is only like 700,000. I would love for it M- to Montreal is 1.6. Toronto is like 2.3 million. And you can so see the tiny. difference. Vancouver and you can is like see a town. the difference. You go to Toronto and it's fucking, I've never been, but from what I've heard, it's. You've never been to Toronto? Never been to Toronto. Wow. Never been to Montreal. Never been anywhere else. You gotta go to Montreal. Canada. Montreal I know is amazing. amazing. He's only 22, I remember. I will go. Yeah, I will okay, go. Right? But I would love to see the type of culture that mm. has been described to me in Toronto mm-hmm. or Montreal here. I think that will revolutionize and it. I, and I sure. think an interesting add-on to that is what is Vancouver's version of that? Because I think right. it's important to not emulate, like, okay, they, this is cool there, let's do that mm-hmm. here. What is the 2.0 it's version of, of Vancouver's Landfight? What is the 3.0 version of it? And what is the, the authentic truth of a Vancouver version of what you're describing? It's a bunch of us and in I a room think, growing trees. There you go. <laughs> 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 All of us are vegan. It's like a, a yoga <laughs> rave. Wow. Yeah, literally. No, no, but seriously, yeah. you should create it. Like, what you're not seeing that you yeah. want and you think could exist, mm-hmm. and no one's doing, and you see some version of that, fucking do it or try it or just do do a one off and experiment and and because that's the that's you got the energy to do totally. it, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. And so whenever I go to like places like Vegas mm-hmm. or Miami, and I know that you guys probably have done your time there. When I went, I was like, "Fuck! Like, I want to bring this back here. I want to make it fun again. I feel like nightlife here is so boring." We took how many employees to Vegas and. One gentleman rolled his ankle, bro, busted his ankle. That, that was like 15 that, people. That was a lot. Um, and that was a fucking good time. It's cheap. And, a lot of lives changed that day. Two people's lives changed. Tommy's, Mickey's, <laughs> uh, three, and Johnny's. Why? Johnny Richard broke his ankle. Oh, my God. I, there was, I and, was like and, Tetris. It was crazy. Dude, it was like a right angle. It like rolled. Like this. And, <gasps> oh, And yeah. Maddie, God bless his heart. Like, we we're just about to go out. and I'm like, I'm, I'm like a, such a Canadian. I'm like, okay, somebody call 911. And they come, and the, the hotel people are like, okay, you got to fill out this. What? Who saw what? What was it? Because they're thinking like lawsuit. Right. I didn't know this, but in Vegas, all of the ambulances are like private companies. So whoever gets there first gets the business. So they rush there, they load him up. They're okay, we can only take one other one in the ambulance. 
And I think Aki pats me on the back. Hey, look, you got this, buddy? And they all went to their table, <laughs> wherever. No, well, he, and the funniest. Such a fucking no, dick. I, that's kind of what happened. He <laughs> actually like he Johnny. I can I think Maddie was like with his eyesight, and like I I, I, I was kind of drunk, but I recall him going reaching out, Maddie, <laughs> calling his name. I'm like, you got this. <laughs> like he called, he called him out. I, like, hey, sorry, I my reservations that, in ten minutes. <laughs> I have that savior vibe. So we we get him in the ambulance and. Um, they give him some drugs and he's starting to feel better. And, uh, and I, I actually call my wife. I'm like, you're not gonna believe this. I'm going to the emerge in Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, one of our guys busted his ankle and she's like, she's half American. She's dual. She's like, does he have traveler's insurance? And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, Johnny. And now the drugs are kicking in. And he's like, Hey bro. <laughs> and I'm like, did you get traveler's insurance? And he's like fumbling through his wallet and he's like, I think I got the, and he busts out the like blue cross thing for whatever it is, 20, 30 bucks a day. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God. And we, go go to the, we go to the fucking emerge and it looks like the waiting room in Beetlejuice. <laughs> and, he, no like, idea. No idea what that is. Yeah. No, he doesn't get any film references. It's hard. Our, it's really hard. These to, are the podcasts that I listen to that are like hardcore film nerds talk about movies and pick them apart. I'm so and sorry. So I, live for these, I live for these references, dude. I know what their outfits look like. Okay. And the green hair. From, from, from like, from Halloween's. Okay. So yeah, so basically, yeah. Basically, his face is pale. His ankle looks like Tetris. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're bottom of the list, bro. Like, we got, you know, stabbing, gunshot. Wound. Yeah. So he's, wait, he's waiting there. So they like top him up, give him some more drugs, give him some more drugs. Someone comes and they're like, yeah, we're going to need to reset this. And they they look him in the eyes and they're like, you speak French, he's from Montreal. And they're like, say something in French. And in the middle of a sentence, they're like, like reset his ankle. And uh. he's like, ah. So anyways, they, they put up this brace, they get his ankle all sorted, they throw him in a wheelchair, and you basically, in the U.S., you get a bill. And it's like a, at a restaurant. So here's the ambulance pickup, here's this drug, here's that drug, here's this oh doctor saw gosh. you, then a different doctor saw you, and here's your total at the end of it. And... They're like, okay, so you're his employer. You're part of this company here. You're on this work trip. Um, we're just going to make sure his insurance is all sorted. Like, yeah, I'll see you and, in a minute, Johnny. And, <laughs> and they, they call to clear him, and they're not letting us leave until this clears. And I'm standing there. He's in the wheelchair, and I'm pushing it. I'm looking at them on the phone. I'm looking at the door. I'm we're looking at do them this. on the phone. We're about to I'm fucking jet out of here. <laughs> yeah, like what? You guys just well, left? I think the bill is You like, door dash? I, I, I mean, think, you. I think it was like 110 grand or I 90 bet. grand. And, um, and they're like, okay, you're good. Insurance cleared. And Ooh. and so we, I get him back to the hotel. Poor guy spent the next two or three days in his hotel room watching movies or doing takeout while we all did our like R&D staff trip thing. Yeah, supposed to be a lot of cocktail touring. I just remember having a lot of vodka sodas. A lot of cocks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Easy. <laughs> oh, my. You have sound effects and you're just busting oh these out my, now? Oh, my, my. <laughs> This whole like, time you had sound effects. I only have like two that I know. <laughs> Give me the board. Give me the board. I, I want the, the best one we're going to end with. Let's oh. press another one. No, we have to. We have to I wrap this up. My story. Well, you had a story. Right. He asked me a question. Back to the oh, sorry. Question. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, where, I, I, you sorry. answered the first part. Sorry, that's the first one. So yeah. something more cultural and and maybe just a lot more fun. Like maybe like I would love to have something different. Like what does that look like? Like just like when I go to Miami, I okay. feel like I'm in like I almost feel like I'm in Spain or like. But I feel what like I'm, what is it about that? What makes you feel that way? Like just the like strippers, big atmosphere. Ooh, this is getting deep. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how big it is. Like I love big clubs. Like I'm not a small club type of guy. Like mm -hmm. I love going to Vegas for that reason. Miami for that reason, and um, 
I wish we could have that here. And Maybe big rooms fucking, will have a comeback after COVID. I wish. Yeah, honestly. Because the trend definitely became smaller rooms. Because, well, think about it. Big clubs are more flashy. Mm-hmm. People want flashy to show off with their phones. It's just, it makes sense for my generation, okay. you know? Okay. My generation is going to Vegas for the flashy clubs, for the bigger clubs. Yeah. When we go to places that are small like this, it's not doing the same thing. DJs, live music. Like, what is the music in these places? Oh, hip-hop all the, all the way. Like Dre's okay. vibe all the way. What are you listening to right now? What's on your like top 10 playlist? Um, I listen, my personal music is a lot more slower than what I like to listen to in a club. Like what? It's like, like Lex Aura, The okay. Weeknd, Drake, like very, like Summer Walker. We hosted The Weeknd at House Guys. Oh, we glory days. I heard. Yeah, and, he came, and he came to Bow's penthouse apartment on Water Street across the street. Back in the wow. day. Wow. Have you heard the new Weeknd song, this Hawaii? Is, this I was have. before. I love that. Jam. I think he it's played. Good. It was like the comedy. Yeah, it was smaller. So he's just coming off House of Balloons. Yeah, Bow told us that oh, story at James. That's birthday. my vibe. House of Balloons, like super slow R and B, like super. That was like, a mixtape. I don't think they knew how big that was going to be. No, how could you? Yeah, he. Oh, I, holy fuck! I listen. Okay, to that so that's night. your slow What's stuff. You're listening. What else are you listening to? What, listening what, to what like, hip hop are you listening to? Hip hop. I'm listening to. Um, let's see. Let me look at my Spotify. You like Saint John? I have never heard of that. What? what? Actually, I know St. John, but that, he's I'm a bit older. With him. He's older. What? No, no, no. Jay-Z no. just signed him. Really? He's got a song with Lenny Kravitz I love. Is Saint, maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. You are. Probably. Um, I'm listening to like Lil Durk, Moneybag, okay. Pop Smoke. Okay. Um, I love Ariana Grande's album. Uh, Nav. Sweetie. This is St. John. Oh, but this is the like clubby the, remix yeah, yeah. one. This is like I like the the slower the yeah. original version of this. This is what I was doing on boats. Like I love the time I was on boats. <laughs> oh, is your boat big playlist. Vancouver boat guy. This is your he boat is, playlist. He's a Vancouver yacht guy. What boats are you on? Whose boats are these? Many yachts. He's a yacht. He's a I yacht kind of sort. Yeah, okay. honestly, I don't want to say it. Okay, so back to the second question: Where I see myself in three or four years? Mm-hmm. I see. Hopefully, by then our podcast is fucking huge, um, and I'm taking. Akio to Dubai. <laughs> love that. I'd love to yeah. pay him back for everything that he's taught me. And Very kind. Sorry? When the student becomes Very the kind. teacher. Literally. Um, I would love to have replaced Aldos in her business um, as like owner and operator of her mm-hmm. and clubs, restaurants. But then I would love to have started um, my own version of a restaurant, okay. Club Come a Vibe. I would love to have that. That's like where exactly I see my whole life going. Cool. Um, leaving high school, I saw it specifically going to like med school and like the marine biology stuff well exactly and <laughs> and i loved it i do love science i love learning about it I love <laughs> who's gonna save the whales <laughs> he <laughs> has no well, idea actually, the culture not, or save the whales i'm not marine it was a marine. um applied animal biology animal so biology sorry animals in general was that a titleist Sorry? <laughs> well, no, no, it's just, uh, well, I don't, I... No, you just don't get the Seinfeld references that oh. we're throwing at you. We're, th- we're talking about lobs, bro. Oh, lobs, and oh. you can fucking hammer them down, but you're like, oh, what? God, oh, God, Who? Oh, God, Who's Seinfeld? Dude. Huh? Dude. You say <laughs> Kevin Hart? That was a good one. I hate Kevin Hart. Oh. Anyways, so by then, hopefully Hart, I'd be well on my way of establishing my own brand. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Rated yeah. R. Do it. N. Rated R. And? Rated N, rated N, rated N. Do it. Build all that, do all that. I had my nights going. Rated N, it was rated N. Productions. It's very good. What it's was very okay? Social. I'm gonna ask both you guys a question. What was your first job ever? Growing AC up, liquor store. Really? Yeah. Oh, Actually, wow. yeah. which one? Uh, down in Surrey. Okay. Yeah. Worked at three different ones, and then I got my first promotion. But job. how old did you have to be to work there? 19. You didn't have a job before 19. No. Ooh. Really? It's a yeah, problem I with just, the youth. Uh, Jeez. My 
I don't know. My dad just was, he was like, just go to school. Like, I, was, I was a busboy at the keg yet. at 13. The morning grandma. Wow. And see, was, you know what? As an p- adult, like if, when I raise my kid, 100%. You're going to be out in the workforce as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. I was first a job? Uh, telemarketer for the Vancouver Sun. Wow. It was that's a dope. hard first job, man. And I mean, that's where his radio voice yeah, comes yeah, from. Yeah. And now he's in the podcast. I think I sold like 10 papers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't good. Okay, next question. First car you ever owned? Um, I've never owned a car. Ah, that goes because along with him not having a job until he was I've 19. Had, I've had a I had car, an Uber app. I've had a car. Like my parents gave me a car. Oh. Um, which was nice. But it was like a 98 Beamer. That's nice. That's, you still was, have that car? Um, no, I don't. But I see it all the time because my aunt drives it. Okay. Yeah. I guess these like first questions aren't relevant. For no, that, he's it? still coming into I'm those first. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for my first car for me to buy to be like a, a fucking Tesla. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saving up for. Um, just some base. Like, the SUV? The X? Yeah, S. S or the S X, one? S okay. I don't know. Three? The one that's, the one that's like... XY? You need oh, to know God. this kind of thing. <laughs> you want it to be your first card. They're all nice, though. Yeah, like I would love... Um, They're expensive, though. The Model X. That'd be nice. We yeah. should get Elon Musk on this podcast. I no, feel like you would be yeah. great. Yeah. Smoke a joint with him. I reached out to Amber Rose today. Really? Is she right back? To be honest, she saw it. Yeah, yeah we're familiar. waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. You, well, yeah. well, don't hold yeah. your breath, bro. Well, I told I sent her pictures of me. I'm like, we kind of look alike. <laughs> That's the hook right Both there. You, you guys just it. looked at the clock, and this, the second hand is just ticking as we just wait. <laughs> Come on, Amber. We don't have anyone Amber. scheduled next week. Well, and she, what was your first car, Aki? Uh, Volkswagen Corrado, nice. which is probably a car neither of you know. It's like a, a weird. I'm like nice. I love that. Folks, weird, Volkswagens like, were super practical, though. It's a like, weird like kind of like a sports car Volkswagen. Yeah. There's okay. only like two years they made them or something like that. Was, I love practical cars. Yeah, like love it. Like I have a diesel um, car right now, and I just hate it. Like it's just, I would rather like a Honda. <laughs> Honestly, a little junky Honda. I think they're just so easy. What do you have right now? What's the diesel? Like My Mercedes, car's a diesel. Mercedes diesel. And I just, cool. I don't know, I just kind of want a Honda. Yeah. Hondas are nice. And Tesla, Tesla because it's just energetically better for the world. Like or energy. That. So it's like more sustainable. That. Yeah, totally. You're very, uh, green. very green, yeah. Reducing your carbon footprint. Exactly. Y'all motherfuckers messed it up. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, it's been uh, it's been uh, an hour and a half of just shooting oh, the wow. shit here. Damn. Time flies, especially when you're our age, or my age and his couple, age. A couple more sound effects. To just oh, you know what? Hey, I was going to play this earlier when we started talking about the original HG. When I play this song, Maddie, okay. I want you to tell me what it reminds so you of. So curious. It makes it Nolan, do you know this song? Oh, Nolan, come on. I'm not going to even reply. Just feel it. Wow. You'll know it in a minute, and then you're going to feel real silly. Oh, this was the anthem. Come on, boys. This is, our, this is from our golden days. I used, to, I used to fuck your mama to this. <laughs> wow. I used to sing this song there. Don't worry, you'll recognize it. I gave her my rugby sock. Oh, yes, oh, yes, now yes, you're yes, back. yes, 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 yes. There he goes. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the fucking... Every time I hear this song, yeah. it just reminds me wow. of fucking... Wow. What's the name of that song again? Otis. But it's on the Watch the Throne album. Yeah, I believe so. And that, when that album came out, that tour was on. I've seen that concert. When was on those, the, those big cubes. 
And uh, I still follow the art director who designed that stage design and yeah. stuff. It was bonkers. But that was a, that was a big album that summer, and that was yeah a lot of fun. I've always Jay Z once on the run tour. He's a phenomenal artist. Love him. Yeah, beautiful. Anyway, guys, this has been a new episode of PNC. Maddie, how can they? Uh, if do you want people to find you online on our social is media that, or, is or your that company? Very cool. Do, do you want to plug? You want to plug? You want to talk about things? Jeez, uh, oh, there's so many, really. Which, um, which one is, is the one that you are most wanting uh, to reachable. talk about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wanting to well, the, the parent company on the, on the film side is called Paradise City Films. Um, Exciting. And then the private equity stuff. I mean, we've got an eSports thing we're coming up that I might want to talk about in a couple weeks. Okay, okay. We'll, have you, back on. we'll have you back on. on. On Instagram, I'm Maddie M-A-T-T-I-E-B Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T. Um, but I just post weird random stuff. and yeah. Sometimes news. It's great. <laughs> but I now follow you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Uh, but thanks so much for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Our this pleasure. Was very Our pleasure for me. This was a first. And I'm uh, so excited I met you because I feel like cool. you're me in 10 years. There you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe 40. This is oh, <laughs> relax, bro. Well, let's do your fucking wrap well, it up. Welcome to the future. <laughs> wrap this it up, is Nolan. the movie Looper. Another movie reference he's not going to get. Yeah. That's so fucking rude. Looper. Anyways, wrap it up, bro. No, don't, don't wrap it up. Thank you again, Maddie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lovely to talk to you. In your little black hat and green, wrap green it shirt. up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we covered his uh, yeah. his username. Uh, yeah. What's next on the board? Follow us. You can at find <laughs> us at PNC underscore podcast or our personals at Nolan Prasad and Akio Tyler. Don't forget. No, to no, us. no. Akio Kaya. Sorry, 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 sorry. Thirty sorry. episodes in, he doesn't know my sorry. fucking IG wow. handle. How's Kaya doing, by the way? How's She's your good. dog? She's good now. She was so, a little sick. Did you see his story? Has a Shiba Unu for Shiba Inu. Inu. Did you <laughs> Inu. see his story of her? Yeah. Her wrapped up in the blanket? Yeah. Was, my heart. My that's heart, pretty nice. My heart. Anyways, don't forget to thumb us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and follow us on our Instagram to stay updated with every new episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Drop for a comment. You know? Amazing. Yeah. Thanks right. for having me, guys. Happy November. Be safe. <laughs> Thanks, man. Busting out the bells out the box. 